0: Welcome to episode 132 of Oath Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In the lands of Vinheim. This is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowagi. With me as always, Scott Prime. How are you doing, Mr. Prime?
1: I am doing wonderful. I am chilly and cold, just (laughs) like the butt of a Norseman.
0: Yeah, it's uh, for some reason cold again i don't know what's going on it's oklahoma it was 80 the other day and then it was down to freezing temperatures so wasn't it like 90 last sunday
1: it was something like that and then we had like with the the heat and everything it's gonna fire up all these storms and then it was oh yeah we're gonna have a freeze warning yep so
0: okay so anyways that's oklahoma but this is basically oklahoma Well, this is how Oklahoma works, I mean.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes with the fluff of the uh, crazy weather. Okay.
0: Uh, It's good it's cold because this is basically Steve's Christmas. This is Blood Bowl Christmas to Steve. Happy Blood Bowl Christmas, Steve. (laughs) Ah, Norse. Finally get some new Norse. So what makes you so happy about the new Norse? Because I've been waiting forever for a new Norse. Plus, GW hooked us up. Like, uh, we'll get into that when we get into the reviews and stuff, but man, GW coming full steam on the review stuff. And as always, they do provide us stuff for review, but we are not entitled to provide any particular review, so our thoughts are our own. But I am a cheap little whore, so I will gladly take donations to sway me, but... (laughs) <laughs> ah, Norse. Anyways, do anything before we get started with Norse. Norse 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 Norse. How's your league going? That's a good question. I don't even know. Um what do you mean I, you I won know? the last game. Dude, we'd had Oklahoma and then I've been tired. Um Oh. Okay. Did win the last so you, game. Uh I So have, you
1: haven't played since Oklahoma?
0: Played one game and I did win. So that was did you play? Played Chris Mosier and mm-hmm. he had what was he, Dwarves? Yes. And he just had horrible luck. I believe you played him too, didn't you?
1: I did. I've actually... Um, I'm caught all, all caught up for the month of April. I played uh, Kenny Goad and uh, his human team, and we had a really close game, but I ended up winning that one. And then I played um, Chris Mosier and his Dwarves. And um, for the first four plays... I was hoping just to tie, and then I ended up winning the game three nothing. So, (laughs) the first four games, the brawler skill and the loner thing on the loner thing, the loner skill (laughs) on the old world alliance dwarf linemen or -hmm. blockers or whatever, you know, they don't come with block and tackle. Yeah. So, I had to deal with brawler, which is fine a lot of the times. But, um, so play one. Uh, my treatment took root. Um, then the next, during play two, I ended my turn by throwing a two-dice block, rolled skull both down, and chose just to use the brawler because I thought I'll do the brawler, and if I don't get it, then I'll use a reroll. Well, you can't <laughs> you can't do that with dice pools, yeah. which is fine. I should have known that, but I couldn't remember. Oh,
0: I've, I've fallen into that trap, too, now with the idea of we can use as many rerolls as we want. I'm like, I'm just going to keep rerolling this. And like no, no, you're not. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: So that time I rolled my <laughs> both down into a skull, and so I was stuck with that. And then the next turn, I see I threw the I tried to throw the ball right next to my guy just to like farm a point. Yeah. And I rolled two ones in a row. God. And then the next turn, I did the same thing with the brawler, <laughs> brawler re-roll again, and. Anyways, long story short, the first half went really well with, with the fact that like it ended up working out really well because mm-hmm. he took a chainsaw, uh, he took Helmet Wolf for his dwarves because he had a model so he wanted he to use it.
0: Did that to me too. Luckily, he and, was
1: horrible. Um, well, Helmet never got a chance to because I decided to start fouling the crap out of his <laughs> dwarves to see if I could knock some of them off the pitch. Therefore, Helmet would only get like a couple plays in the half. Oh yeah. And i knocked out both of his runners with fouls and helmet Wolf got to play one play because he was forced to play. And then there was, it was just downhill, but he had a horrible turn too, which was really the, <laughs> all my complaining about dice. He had a turn where he rolled double skulls. He re-rolled it, got himself out of it. He then dodged with somebody. He, he failed it, re-rolled it, got it. And then he blocked again and got double skulls, re-rolled it, and rolled another double skulls. And I was like, bro, Jeez. I was like, I'd, I'd be flipping the table, so. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's Blood Bowl, dice, all
0: the time. Yeah, dice, pretty
1: dice,
0: much. Dice. Uh, if it was, we didn't have dice, it'd be a whole different game.
1: It was one of those games where I felt like I didn't deserve to win this, and, and you know, that's how Blood Bowl works, so. So.
0: I was glad to get the win. Um, he hurt like three of my people. One badly hurt and two... I don't know if they went to miss next game or Nickling. I think they're yeah, Nickling.
1: He, he hurt uh, one or two of my guys
0: too. So, But, but Amazons, yeah. you know, only yeah, three one. people against dwarves. That's not bad. Yeah. Especially when you play Amazons. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Anyways,
1: enough small talk about this. I'm sure everybody has already got up this morning and ordered their Norse team. And that gives us an opportunity to finally talk about this. Exactly. So so let's uh, take a break. Let's come back and let's just break down what we got in the mail and then break down the spike journal.
0: And then after that, we're going to come back with a fluff about our Norse teams and the fluff of the Norse itself. And uh, that'll be it.
2: Hell yeah.
0: Okay. We'll be right back. Bye-bye. And we're back for the first segment, and we're going to be talking about the brand new, glorious, flavor of the month, Norse.
1: I find it so cute that you love Norse so much, and there's really no reason for it that I could pinpoint, except like you were, got new to Blood Bowl, mm-hmm. I showed you Blood Bowl, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I'll take these guys without knowing anything about them. And then you were like, oh, wow, they're cool. They all have block. And so you just fell
0: in love with them. It's also Viking. I've always liked Vikings. Um, that Have aspect. you seen the Viking show? No, I probably should, but I have Okay, not. so you don't like Vikings
1: enough. So don't give me that. <laughs>
0: well, no, I like the concept of them. I don't watch that many shows anyways.
1: Steve used to be a TV fool. You're telling me you're not a TV fool anymore?
0: I would like to find time. Uh, I'm basically okay. squirreled away in the bedroom, so I don't have to mess with you know four rowdy kids so i watch star girl because i can watch that while i'm working
1: you're killing me bro
0: no for real but no i I mean that's really it that really is i do like norse mythology i've always found that like an interesting time period yeah
1: sure i get that but like i remember when we opened up second edition and there was humans and Everybody started just like grabbing a team without thinking about it, and I grabbed dwarves. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I still like the idea behind dwarves, and would love to be the guy that plays dwarves all the time. In some yeah. ways, because and make up my own fluff and all that. But you know, I just don't anymore. So I think it's cute. That I mean, this is your first love.
0: Yeah, I could go more into it, but we'll save that for the next segment because that'll get into the fluff of stuff. And sure, why. sure, sure. All right, but- let's talk about what GW sent us. And first off, GW, like I said, hooked us up. They sent us the new Spike, a box of the team, the new cards, and all four Forge World items. That is incredible. It, is, it really have really never done that before. Never have, and I think it's because they love me, they wanted me to be happy, and they got their wish. I'm very, very happy. I told Scott that I'm taking all of this, and I'm going to be using it, and he can have all of the next one. Whatever it is. Uh,
1: I believe I have a, a text that says... Next two. You can take all... Yeah, the next two.
0: And they get the one after that. So it's like, you know, it works. <laughs> I, do. I honestly don't care. Like, the only other teams that I would really, really care about are possibly Amazon, because I do like Amazons. And if they ever do a Sea Elves, I do want the Sea Elves.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I, I think in time... We're going to get some new teams as well. Well, so. I mean,
0: we have. We've got Snotlings, Black. Well, Black, I know that. I'm
1: just it. saying I don't think it's going to end there. Probably not. I think as long as the game goes, we're either going to get remakes or, you know. I think this
0: probably puts the kibosh on the idea of them doing a new box with with Norths and Amazons, though, which I thought was it, always the good idea.
1: Definitely puts that kibosh on that. So, So oh, what well.
0: else is out there? We did not get the pitch. We have seen pictures of the pitch in the spike. It does look nice.
1: So we got no dice and no, dice. no pitch, yeah. and we've gotten pitches and dice in the past. So that's, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's weird. It's it's not consistent, and that's fine because it's free product. So oh, some, of course, I think it's cool that we got some Forge World stuff, even if I don't get my hands on it. But yeah, at least you're. I'm going to force you to paint, get those models oh, painted. These,
0: these are 100 percent like again. I'll go into more of this about the the t- the fluff, but. My big team is the Campbell Claymores. I've been wanting to remake them for a while. I bought a whole new third edition team with mm-hmm. extra players. I just haven't got around to having the money to pay someone to get them done. So, and then, you know, a new thing came out. I figured I might as well wait until the new box set or new, uh, new set of figures comes out. New Norse because who knows? They could change the roster, and they did. But... 100% I will be finding someone of high quality to paint these. And it will probably cost me a crap ton, but I will figure out how to do that. If anyone out there would like to, and you are very good at it and you will want to cut me a discount, I will gladly let you do it. Oh. But yeah, this is my, I plan to play this team a lot. I'm going to be playing this probably every tournament coming up. Um, Up until the World Cup. Just like last time with the World Cup where I played for the... I've already claimed in our group the the Norse team. Scott Hess played it last time. I've claimed it this time. I'm taking the World Cup Norse. Nice. Or taking the Norse to the World Cup. Whatever.
1: Uh, You you people with tons of money who can go to the World Cup.
0: I have zero money. Zero. I'm negative. So much money right now. However... I will find a way to make it to the World Cup. Okay. I don't know how, but I will find a way. I'm sure, you
1: know, flight tickets might be cheap with, uh, you know, the Third World War going on.
0: uh, Well, that uh, too. Yeah, that'll be nice. So
1: all the radiation will make tickets cheap to get over there.
0: So let's go ahead and start with the stuff that we didn't (laughs) receive. We did not receive the pitch. And again, we have seen pictures kind of of it. It looks nice. Yeah,
1: it's like an icy lake. as you would expect. And one side is the lake itself, and the other side is like it's cracked and stuff. So the it's Spike
0: like... actually has the pitch rules in it for the first time. Yeah, I was going to go over that. I thought that when was we neat. get to it, but that's yeah.
1: yes, they do have that in there. So we'll talk about that when we get further to it. And the dice—I have zero clue what the colors of the dice will be. I assume some type of
0: light blue. Did you not see them? But, they were posted. No. Oh,
1: I—I I really did not see them. Yeah. What colors were they?
0: I couldn't tell you. It's not in front of me, but yeah, it oh. was like a light blue. Oh, okay. I mean, it was, it's, I think we posted it to both down on Facebook. Did,
1: did we really? Oh my gosh. I'm a, just a nutty fool.
0: I'm going to go back I, and look.
1: I don't remember dice at all. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong.
0: No, I mean, you're not, not not wrong but but to the
1: world out there. I did not mention in the first segment, but I am still training non radar stuff at my job. And like my brain just doesn't want to read comics. It doesn't want to read rule p- books or anything i only want to play games that i've already know the rules to because my brain is fried
0: yeah i can understand that let me go okay so in the oh do you see it well i mean they show the team but they show red dice behind them so i don't
1: think it's that No, you think that's them
0: i just shared look on zoom oh okay i just shared the my screen so Oh, it's okay. like a so silvery blue with yellow. So the inlay. deuce,
1: yeah, the de- the dice the deuce. The dice are almost yeah, silvery blue, almost like a metallic, yeah. a cold metallic cover with uh yellow inlay. These look like they're gonna be readable, but sometimes they just don't work out that way because the the last wood elf dice I don't think
0: really look that good. No, I mean I don't know. I don't think I've even picked those up yet. No, you haven't um i forgot so
1: so the like i said the pitch itself is a frozen lake and then on one side you know if there's so many players that get like knocked on their butts and stuff it, it turns into like a damaged uh you know ice glacier type mm. place there so uh i think the models actually look pretty good um i think <laughs> Part of my love is most of the models are on two feet in some form or fashion, even if they're trying to depict movement or a state of like, they're ready to go. And I'm a big fan of that.
0: Let's Um, see. So first off, I, I don't know if this is going to be the case on every box, because obviously we got stuff early. So this may not be the case when they go to the floor. I'm not sure. However... I did receive the box sealed, which is great, but there was a giant sticker on the back of it. And when I attempted to remove the sticker, because it had, it was like Chinese importing information, I think, Uh, when I attempted to remove it, it peeled off the graphics from the box. So if that's not on there, when you go to buy your team, awesome, don't need to worry about it. But for people out there who do care about the pristine nature of the boxes and seeing all the graphics, which is probably like two people listening to this podcast, hi, Stephen Green, you know, um, just want to put that out there just in case. Okay. Uh, It is very hard to pull off, so use whatever means you need to to try to get it. I wonder if they
1: came in like some type of boxes and they jammed that sticker on like one of them and you just happened to get it.
0: No idea. However, I just Hmm. want to throw it out there. Uh, The team itself is amazing. I freaking love it. The models are great. The paint job's amazing, so that probably helps a lot. Uh, The tokens are like the serpent head masts of a ship. Um, It has Mjolnir basically as a ball. Uh We got freaking cool people with horns on helmets and wolf pelts and on the shoulders and beer mugs and beer barrels and pigs the boar is an actual positional if you're not familiar with that it's
1: yeah we'll go over that too what i think is interesting is you know in the gw lore the norsemen are from obviously up north Mm -hmm. where all the chaos lands and stuff are so they're closer to the chaos of some of that chaos blends in and Mm -hmm. they even included that in the fluff and if you look at i believe it's one of the berserkers i believe it is he kind of has a mass that sometimes you see on like nurgle players and stuff where like where an eye hole would be there's like three little eye holes
0: oh yeah
1: do you do you see that um i know i'm trying to it's hard for me to point scroll down it's it's this guy over here that's running with the horns,
0: yeah. He's
1: on one foot. If you look really close, you see like where both of his eye holes are. There's three tiny holes, three tiny holes. Which huh. autom- automatically, I think of like Nurgle because they have the three circles and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, my point was is some of this looks almost all of this looks very Vikingish and nor- northernish, mm-hmm. but also like to me that's one little tiny element that says hey, maybe they've crafted this helmet out of a former weapon or a, you know, a helmet that some well, chaotic person has worn as well. And there's
0: well. also the other guys with the actual full-on helmets that almost look like a chaos guy, like the guy holding the flag and up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I for can definitely sure. see so, that. So to me, it kind of ties into that, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we break down the spike. Um,
0: but man, So anyways, just, I,
1: I thought those were some nice touches.
0: And plus... Realistically, the team box has everything you need for a team except for a Yeti. It's got two Vikings, two Wolf Runners, two Berserkers. Um. He meant six... two Valkyries. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Not v-
1: Vikings. They're yeah, all Vikings, Valkyries.
0: Steve. Yeah, it's a V. Whatever. Uh, Six linemen and the two pigs. Boys. Yeah, the boor-
1: uh, b- beer pigs, beer I guess boys. is what they're called. Beer boars beer boars is that is that the correct yes term so beer bores.
0: really i don't have to get another box because that's a lot of people already and then i'm going to have a yeti most likely or a star so yeah and cool. i wonder
1: if they're going to do a you know traditionally or lately sometimes they have uh included like a four player team pack or a you know where you can get some extra models and stuff. And I don't
0: see them doing the, that for this, since we pretty much. Have I think it'd be cool
1: if they did like two linemen.
0: I would buy it in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, I think that would be really cool because, although I'm a weirdo who worries about having all the positionals, even though most yeah. of the time I don't need them, but I'm also not the guy that will show up at a league game or a tournament <laughs> game and go. I don't have 12 guys, and this army man is supposed to represent <laughs> this extra linemen I have. I, will, I don't have.
0: Yeah, as I say, I will most likely purchase another box because I want to support the game. I love Norse, and GW does right by us, so I want to do right by them. Plus, that allows me an excuse to have extra heads, modify them, and try to really make it unique as possible. Yeah, One thing I I, see that. One thing I do want to say is I am very happy they don't have the same guy they had in the last team with that one horn st- sticking straight forward. Oh, I, I like the Unicorn guy. I'm, I but it. I know
1: I am in the minority because a lot of people
0: hated him. I loved – when I cut it off and filed it down, that's one of my favorite figures. I think it looks awesome, but I hated that horn. You're not alone. No.
1: Again, I like the Unicorn guy because he stood out. So.
0: And the, built, the beer boars – I always want to call them pigs, but the beer boars I think are awesome. Uh, we'll get into what they do later. But upon seeing that, I got so happy, and I, I over spoke. I'm probably not going to get 16 of them. I do want a ton of them, because it is finally going to allow me to build a team that I've been wanting to build since probably season three or four of the home league, an ogre team but with minotaurs because I have six big minotaurs and I always needed a snotling figure that would work. And I've got little tiny, what's that 10 millimeter version of Warhammer that used to exist? Oh, epic. Yeah. I've got little tiny epic, um, minotaurs that are on pennies, which I could use, but I just never cared for them enough. But yeah, a ton of little pigs running around. That will work fine for my snotlings. I can't wait yeah. to do that. Okay. I know. Um, anything
1: ask. else about the product in hand? Did you even open the, the, the cards at all,
0: Steve? Yeah, I did open the cards. Um, again, we're not going to get into the specifics of the... Um, same stuff, or same there's just thing. too much extra stuff? Yeah, they still have all the blanks. It is Would... nice to have the cards for the stars, so I'm happy about that. Okay. That'll help. Would... Would
1: you have bought these cards if GW wouldn't have sent them to us?
0: For these, most likely yes, because like I said, I do plan on taking them to the World Cup and to a lot of but tournaments. Is I, it worth it? Still, no, no. no. I mean, okay. it, it, if it was fifteen bucks or twelve bucks, I I would say it's worth it. Okay. And I don't even know how much they are right now, but I could never.
1: I think they're twenty five.
0: Yeah, it's just it's not worth it. It's worth it to me, though, because I can take those cards for the stars with me to tournaments and I can just show that to my opponent and be like, this is what my guy has. This is his special rule. Don't forget.
1: And then they'll, I'll rat it, it so it's useless.
0: I hope so. Um, have those I, cards handy
1: once yeah. we start talking about going through the spike.
0: Sure. Um. um but yeah. I have not opened up any of the Forge World stuff. Um, they well, all no
1: need to until you' want, ready to build them. Yeah, and I, I want to. And I figure you'll send those off and let just somebody build them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So whoever wants to paint my team, you'll also have to put together the team. Um,
1: Man, what a great opportunity! It really Steve, is. Steve Campbell from both down is just looking for some. some here, team here! Team. I'll give you the spiel. Everybody out there, I'm gonna give you the same spiel. That everybody as me. <laughs> this would be a great opportunity if you're an up-and-coming painter and you do well. You would like to get well-known so you could paint Steve's team for free and think of all the publicity and jobs you'll get from it.
0: I mean, I will gladly do commercials for the podcast for your painting business.
1: <laughs> I get that all the time for art. Hey, oh, you, of course can do you do this. Yeah, and I, I'm you're...
0: not expecting that at all.
1: I No, I understand. I'm just teasing you. No, teasing know. everybody out there, too.
0: I also wouldn't turn it down, but I'm not expecting it. All right, let's. So, you want to talk about the stars? You can. Because.
1: I mean, we're going to talk about them as we go through
0: the spike, but I we mean, can but talk about them now. The actual models are pretty freaking glorious. I, I mean, the, the skills and stuff we can discuss later, but I think these might be some, and I'm, of course, biased, but I think these might be some of the best models they've done. Um,
1: I think you're really into the theme. I am. But, but I'm going to tell you as a person who usually <laughs> pooh poos a lot of their models because they're on one foot, mm-hmm. at least three of these out of the four are on two feet.
0: And the other one's pretty sturdy.
1: Well, I hope it is. I hope so, yeah. It doesn't look that sturdy to me. It's a dynamic pose. Of, so let's just start with the top. So at the top here... Um, the yeti we we got the yeti this is the model that was leaked months ago
0: and it just looks incredible the paint job is probably a lot of it but it's
1: the paint job is a lot of it they 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 don't have schlubs that's true they don't have scott prime painting their models to show off to get people to buy them so. but
0: i love that the you know his knee pad is just a helmet yeah. and he's got a bunch of know, like mandibles and skulls and stuff all over him as he should Mm-hmm. and he just well, looks he, killer
1: he looks good he's uh, i'm very like again he looks ferocious he looks like he's in the middle of about to make a block or hit his own player and yeah. he's not on two feet and he doesn't have the ball so that's great and
0: then, and then we, then we have this the star squorg snowpelt which is a horrible name
1: well isn't he like
0: <laughs> one of the weirdest things like we'll get into the it some but He's basically a smarter version of a Yeti, but now he's if, vain and he's got. Isn't a Isn't he brush. Ice
1: Pelt though? Eh, kinda,
0: this, yeah.
1: In this Ice Pelt Hammer Blow, because ice, yeah. ice Pelt didn't have he didn't have um, <coughs> Wild Ale.
0: Right, and this correctly. one doesn't have any negative traits either. And they, he has no negative traits. I kind
1: of like what they did with him. They they said, I mean, we can talk about it further in the spike, but you know in the fluff of it they said that this guy his first time out there he basically beat up most of his team and caused him to lose the game and then they sent him away so he's been reformed and he now comes back all jolly and he's in control
0: (laughs) and 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 he's he's stylish like he literally has a brush and a comb as part of his ensemble and a scarf
1: yeah, I mean like his beard's curly. They talk about that in the fluff. That's they said that true, yeah. he likes to, you know, do things to make that. He has sponsors and stuff like this. They kind of took the what was the troll that they said now is smart?
0: Was it Ripper? In the 26th.
1: Yeah, Ripper is now like a, a smart guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's like he got reformed and they they just knew he went away for a while and they don't know what happened and here he is. And I know this is not going to happen, but in Oklahoma bowl, we tried to tell stories year to year, like, Hey, this is what Chrome was like. This yeah. is what Chrome is now. This is Chrome future or something like that. I thought, how cool would it be? You know, here we are. Blood bowl is four years later and they need, you know, GW's going to remake something cause they want to, so we can buy the product and they have him uh, like the savage, side of him like where he flips the switch and he's like yeah i'm not gonna be no more mr nice guy i'm going back to my my roots and they give us a like a ferocious model that's you know just the opposite and then we have choices you want the the nice guy or do you want the ferocious guy i know it's not gonna happen
0: and i really i mean is he is he like he running a hand through his hair and pointing at the crowd yes he's kind of doing the hulk hogan thing right that's what that's what i feel is like the hulk hogan (laughs) like he's gearing himself up But also, I just see him dancing. Yeah.
1: So he could be dancing. I don't know. Uh, The next one is Thorsten Stoutmead. He, I'm always going to probably say, oh, this is the dwarf. I I feel like this is the, (laughs) what we had with Boomer Mm Assisen, we now have with Thorsten Stoutmead. Yeah. And honestly, I still, (laughs) I think it's just because I thought he was a dwarf to begin with yeah and i thought this guy would play on dwarf teams and norse teams just like boomer but i think you're right i think he is a regular norseman of course he is but he throws uh, a beer barrel and he's accurate 66 percent of the time so just
0: straight up knocks people down yeah it's kind of
1: crazy this is the model where he's off on one foot it it does look really good yeah and he's got big old fat boots, so he's not, like, on the tippy-toe.
0: He's got his pudgy so belly going.
1: He's got the pudgy belly going. He, I mean, he looks he looks like a tall dwarf.
0: Yeah. Well. But, uh, anyways,
1: he's a beer-drinking loon that, you know, goes crazy. Now, this guy. Let's talk about this guy.
0: Ivar Erickson. He's got block, guard, and tackle. And, like, once a drive. or No, once a half, I guess. He can position someone, make a move one square as long as they mark an opponent. Yeah,
1: I think that's interesting. It is very like interesting. Like how that's gonna be used, because you, you have to go it's an open player that can move one square and then mark a somebody.
0: I wonder if that works like just to stand somebody up. Because it's move, it's not give them move action.
1: I mean I, I think in theory you could move a stand a guy up. Move him three spaces where he's closer To somebody but not quite There
0: but it's only one. What's that He only he only moves them one square Yeah but
1: say there's Say there's a character four spaces Away you pick Up your lineman you move him three Spaces and Uh, then you use his special Power to move him one more Space to to mark somebody I just meant
0: like could you just Stand somebody up with him
1: No I don't think so
0: Okay,
1: I don't. But know. hell, who knows, right? Uh, this guy's fluff remind and we will talk about it later in the episode. But it reminds me of a character of yours, so we'll go
0: from there. Okay, but uh, his model is good. It's not amazing. Uh, it's solid. Uh, it looks yeah, like- it's
1: just a, a pose sitting there flexing and looking cool. Yeah, it, it's if you look at it, it looks like the model that was deemed griff. Overwalled for the longest time in second edition on the back of the star player book, and then everybody years later said is the sure-handed Gregor Meeson model. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's always been, you know.
0: And he has a nipple ring.
1: Yeah, he's got a nipple ring and a scar and everything. I think the
0: blonde hair is what throws me, but
1: but yes he looks just like that old griff model from first ed- or second edition mm-hmm. or as other people call it the sure-handed gregor Mesa model where he's flexing and holding his helmet so anyways we got all that so the question is, is do we want to take a break and then break down the spike
0: no no it's okay let's just go ahead and move on to the spike okay because really that's so, what we have left of the new stuff
1: yeah and then we're not going to go Super duper detail and read it word for word, but um, I have it here in front of me. Um, issue 14 of the spike it has your um star player yeti on there, flexing and throwing a snowball and pointing to the crowd. He still has his like brushes and beard,
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, like he wants to be like a little fancy lad. He got a cool mustache and stuff. So, inside, we have the uh, we have nine of the models from the team they're all painted and nice so the same thing that we were just looking at at the website it gives i love i know it's stupid but i think it's cool when they have their whatever their house names or even if some intern is making up these names for the linemen it shows people that like you know teams are not just named up of uh you know (laughs) ivan john yes Derek, we get it john too um you know I am loosely making fun of somebody in our league who has all just first name, you know, old white guys for his chaos team. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a running joke. It's just being lazy. So he can get mad at me if he wants, but <laughs> it's my role-playing game. I want some seriousness, <laughs> but I, I do love this. Cause it also shows like, if you're brand new to blood bowl, you might grab this and go, Oh, if these are the names I got to get serious. Mm-hmm. The same way we looked at it when we, when I, me and Robert and Gary looked at second edition.
0: Yeah. Yeah, even when I came onto it, you know, everybody had a name, every position, so that's just how it was.
1: Anyways, I think that's cool. So then we have a note from the editor on page one talking about the Norse. And then we have uh starts off as page two, Cold is ice, and it has some new artwork of the I guess this is supposed to be an Ulf runner because he has a wolf's anyways, it's yeah. it's new art. It's actually nice to see some new art of new characters and stuff like that. So this is refreshing. It just breaks down kind of what the team is, where they're from. It talks about the positions and explains it. Uh, you know, they call these the Norse Raider Linemen. So then we have the
0: Berserkers. I mean, the, the main thing is we no longer have runners, and we now have four passers, and now we have Valkyries.
1: Right. And so we have Berserkers, still the same. Mm-hmm. Wolf Runners, still the same. Um, we have a Yeti, still the same, or what we used to call an Ice Troll. And now we have a Valkyrie, which is the, kind of the combination of a thrower and the former Norse catcher. And then, of course, we have the Beer Boar. And uh, real quick, I'll just kind of go over those because people might not have heard all the news already. Um, so the Norse Raider linemen are 0-16. to 16. They're 50K, 6-movement three strength, plus three agility, four plus passing, and eight plus armor. So to you, those of you at home that are my age and you still can't get the new stuff down, that's pretty much the same as what they were before. Yeah. If I remember correctly. It is. Uh, passing's not as, as good, but still. Oh, yeah. Um, they have block still. They now have the skill Thick Skull. Which is awesome. and And they have a skill Drunkard. Trait. and It's a trait. This player suffers a minus one penalty to the dice roll when attempting to rush. So therefore, they fall on a rush or a go for it, if you're old school, on a one or a two. They only which, have uh, primary access to uh, general skills and everything else is secondary.
0: Which Lots. I will gladly, gladly take that to get thick skull on everybody. Because so, for the most part... And if you're going for it or rushing, you're probably not smartly playing your team. Because that's risking a dice roll. All your best players are not going to be doing that too often. And I've even noticed myself, the less I do that, the better I tend to play. Because you're not rolling dice for no reason. Now it's even going to be less incentive to do so. But yeah, that thick skull with a 8 plus on the armor? That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, I'm in some ways. I thought this would be a great opportunity for them to use the brawler skill, which yeah. I in my brain I liked better for the drunkard and the thick skull skill.
0: Well, theme
1: wise, to me, it just felt more right because these are a bunch of drunks, yeah. and not skilled
0: blockers. But, but they that's can, fine, it the, is what it is. In the fluff, they can take a hit. That's what block. Brawl is more about, you know, making sure you don't take yourself down.
1: I got you. I, I, I get it. I'm fine with it. I was just thinking it'd be an opportunity to really change them up. And yeah. instead, they decided to change positionals. So, so all your old models were obsolete. Anyways, let's go through. I'm going to skip over the beer boards because we'll come back to them. Uh We have Norse Berserkers. They're 90K 3 Three plus, five plus, eight plus. So pretty much the same as before. They have a block, frenzy, jump up. Um, primary skills are general and strength. And then uh, they have agility of passing and passing as secondary. Wolf runners, they're 105K, six, four, four plus. They have no passing skill, nine plus. They have yeah. frenzy. So they're pretty much the same too. Yep. Um, I still disagree that characters should have no passing skill i think everybody the game is hard enough they should at least have six plus yeah on every character otherwise you lose out on really dynamic you know this is the only shot i have i'm just gonna try it and you're never gonna get those big long bombs anymore from a wolf runner picking it up in traffic and then throwing it a long bomb anyways they have primary for primary they have general and strength and then secondary just agility no passing We have the Yeti, 140. He's five movement, five strength, four plus, no passing skill at all. And then he has armor is nine plus, claws, disturbing presence, frenzy, loner plus four, and then unchanneled fury. So those are the positions that we are used to. Thoughts? No big deal. No, I mean, yeah, mostly the same stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, they're allowed to get an apothecary. They're allowed to get rerolls at 60k. Re-roll? Was that what it was before? I think they were 50 before.
0: but I could, My could brain says it. that too, but yeah.
1: I think I keep confusing them with humans, to be honest. so
0: Yeah, so either yeah. way, 60 um, is still fine.
1: So we've lost the Norse thrower and what was called the runner or yeah. the catcher. We now have a Valkyrie. It's 95k. It is seven movement, three strength, three plus to pick up. Or, uh, edge, uh, passing skill is three plus, and then armor is eight plus. So, therefore, they just combine the positional. and mm-hmm. their skills are they come with four skills catch, dauntless,
0: pass, strip ball. I love them, and they're female, it's like canonically female. Both yep. models are female, so you can still make a male model if you have your runners or passers from the old one, they sure. work perfectly. There's no problem with that. Um, having strip ball, I've seen people on our Facebook page comment, like, you know, it doesn't really matter in the tournament because if a three strength person's getting a dice hit on the ball carrier, then the other team's not playing well. Well, I've played plenty of people who don't play well, so it is nice having that skill built in.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it's not a skill I would pay for to go into a tournament, but if it was free... You just never know because how many games, you know, you do get tackled or you have to do something there.
0: And with that Dauntless, I mean, if I've, how many games have you played where like a strength four or five guy just randomly gets the ball or six? Mm -hmm. You know, a tree's gotten the ball before and it just sits there and doesn't do anything with it. It's hard as heck to knock him down. But with Dauntless, I've got a chance to just one die that guy and just take the ball away.
1: Well, you never know if Griff's going to have the ball. Yeah, or, especially or nowadays. going to have the ball. Right. Yeah. Uh, for their primary skills, they get agility, general, and passing. And then their secondary is strength. Yeah. Um, so it's a neat way to, we'll talk about this here in a second, work in the fluff of the Valkyries and add some females to the Norse team mm-hmm. as well. Um, then we have the Beer Boars. These are a 0 to 2 positional, they're only 20K. They are basically Norse uh, stuntlings with a special skill. They have uh, five movement, one strength, three plus on agility, no passing skill, and they are six plus on armor. They have dodge, no hands, stunty, titchy, and then a new trait called pick me up. So if you haven't seen this or you're sleeping under a rock, These are little pig models with, like, a barrel of beer on their back. The pick-me-up trait is at the end of the opposing team's turn. Roll a d6 for each prone, non-stunned teammate. Within three squares of the standing player with this trait, on a 5+, plus, the prone player may immediately stand up.
0: That is a very, very nice trait when you need it. But is it worth putting that small of a positional on the field? I, also, I don't let's know. talk about the skill choices. No primary, period. Yeah, Yeah, there's
1: no primary at all, and the only secondary they can get is agility.
0: Which I love, because when I first saw them, I thought, that's going to be the most annoying thing in the world. Norse team with one of those, with Dirty Player, just running around, going in and out of traffic. And fouling people.
1: You mean sneaky git? Sneaky git,
0: yeah. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, dirty player too, but I think no, that's a general.
0: Oh, yeah. What's what I'm saying is, like, they can't access that. Oh,
1: I get what you're saying. Yes, I got
0: you. They, now, th- we don't have to worry about them running around fouling people and keep moving. Because, you know, you can now foul and get out of there. I go
1: back and forth on all this because, like, at that time, I'm like, they seem like they could be really... I mean, can you imagine you're beating somebody up and you knock like six of his guys down and then i know it's not going to happen but five of those six stand right back up and you're going jimmy christmas
0: yeah i mean it could be really big but
1: i go back and forth i think sometimes it's overpowered now that they have um thick
0: skull in addition there's no jump up on the berserkers anymore is there uh berserkers have jump up they do okay the jump up skill change
1: um i don't to be honest i haven't used it since the the 2020 rule, so i, <laughs> I haven't say. either but um and then i go back that like this is just something that's do they're doing to make the team different so like i have to go buy beer boars or i have to go buy a new team just to get the new models yeah of course um which i know is their whole i wouldn't say agenda their business models they want me to go buy new models not the models i bought 20 years ago of so course, i guess yeah um i think i like it and then at the same time like i said i go back and forth i think it's too powerful then i think it's stupid and then i think oh it's not really going to be that powerful we're not going to see a lot of teams have this unless they just need to squeeze a 12th guy on the on the team and they have 20k left over
0: that's basically where i'm coming from at this point it might change as i play him more but i can see tournaments especially when you're trying to make a team and, you know, you got that extra 20K just sitting around. Like, what am I going to do? Take two dedicated fans? They
1: will be used when you need two players and you want to take a star player. They're going to be a cheap way to yeah. get your team budget down so you can get your 11 players. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. So, But are they worth putting on the pitch for basically just that one thing? No, they can still foul. I mean, they can still be useful. If a 20K positional is just going to run inside of a group of downed people and you know take out a star p- player or something awesome.
1: I'm very happy they do not have sidestep. Yeah. So um let's I, talk about their special rules. Fluff wise, yeah. like we talked about earlier, they're up there with the the chaotic people and stuff like that. So some of them are you, you've heard little things of like the chaotic Norsemen, mm-hmm. and other times some people feel like they're good guys, and you know they're evil Vikings and all this. So you pick one this time, uh, favorite of, and you either get to choose chaos undivided, which is just chaos, or corn, like they worship the god of corn. And the other option you have is old world classic. So thoughts on that? Does it matter to you really? No. I, I mean, don't... It, only, it, it matters only like getting star players mm-hmm. because <laughs> if you look at this book on page five you will see the eligible star players yeah it's 21 star players now it wasn't too long ago that gw said we're not gonna do so many star players and there was what six or something ridiculous they, in some at of those. one
0: point we're wanting to make sure everybody had access to 10 and then we were complaining well you know the elf came out and they have a an uh, old world star. Uh, what are they called? What's the... Like uh, Jordel... No, Cool. Cool. What? Jeremiah Cool. Was, a... was Golden Age Era. Oh, yeah. They had the... Um, yeah. Golden Era player who was, you know, R- not R- really going to ever be played in a tournament, not allowed, all the type of stuff. So, there's like, well, now these guys only have access to nine, so they're not as, you know, good as other teams. And now for so, 21. So-
1: so flipping through the book, I went, what the F? Why does Norse get 21 different star players? And I'm going to read them off to you real quick. You get Acorn, you get Deep Root, you get Frankenstein, you get Glart, you get Grack and Crumpleberry, uh, you get Grashnak Blackhove, Griff, Grim Ironjaw, uh, Grom Brindle, Hackflim, great. Uh, Helmet, <laughs> Ivar, Erickson, Carla Von Kill, Lord Borak. Max Spleen Ripper, Zug, Morg, Rumble Blow, Sheepskin, that Skyla, and a fingrim or whatever mm-hmm. he is, which makes sense if they have a f- favorite corn, uh, Skorg, and then uh, the Thorsten, the guy who throws the beer things. So
0: now I'm sure, like if you pick one chosen versus or one favor yes. versus the other, you so, don't have access to all of them at the same time. No, I don't think. But when it comes I, to a tournament, you kind of do. Well,
1: I think you're gonna have to for tournaments pick which one you are.
0: Yeah, but still, I mean you can pick whichever. Whatever one you need is for that star tournament you want. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. Anyways, yes, for tournament play, they have access to twenty one stars. Whereas for league play, they're gonna be narrowed down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. In my brain, my fluffy brain, even though like they could be evil, my brain doesn't accept that Hack phlegm, and GLART would play for them um no, so i right. i have a hard time escaping that way <laughs> but they also have models for them so they're gonna also give mm-hmm. access for us to play them
0: yeah and rumble sheepskin or whatever his uh model just came out too
1: yeah it actually looks good
0: it does but i honestly thought of... one already came out since every third party has one
1: yeah crack and crumbleberry i'm tired i know they're the we're gonna put them on every team mm-hmm. i get it but i'm so tired of seeing them
0: not that we really ever see them in play no i'm just tired of looking at their face no, i can understand
1: i also want brick farther grotty mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i am not a fan of kicking the snotlings i i get the idea behind it but
0: i think it's or kicking a player yeah it's I just, different
1: i would I don't know i might go my rest of my life without ever doing it so anyways what else is there in the book so as we continue on page six it goes through uh famous norse teams they actually talk about the second edition arctic crag spiders and i think it's funny how over the years the crag spiders became like kind of the best norse team (laughs) because when i played it they were not even thought about because it was the vinham valkyries that were like in second edition them and the Reekland Reavers were like the top two teams in each of their respective like divisions and stuff. So yeah. uh, they talk about the Arctic Crack Spiders, the Vinheim Valkyries, and they used that fluff because back in second edition, the Vinheim Valkyries were a bunch of males, they never mentioned anything about females. That was just what their team was called. And but they used this as a way to showcase like why Norse teams were picking up these more agilic Valkyries because they were very helpful. And then I'm not going to be able to pronounce this name very well. The new, how do you pronounce the F J O R D? Is that Ford? Fjord. Fjord. Okay. Fjord. New Fjord uh, Jotner, which is kind of yeah. like Giants yeah. that I looked up. And then we have the. Oh, uh, well, remember Skulls. Jotunheim. I mean, What's that?
0: Remember Jotunheim and uh yes. Gap and all that?
1: Yeah. Uh, and then the Skarlsberg Icicles. And I think they're the team that also likes to make sure every fan has a great time and all this stuff. So they all have different fluff. And then we have the spotlight on the Norse Norska rampagers. So they came from third edition when third edition came out and they came out with Norse. They didn't have the Venheim Valkyries anymore. They had the Norska rampagers. So mm-hmm. that's what the box set said, said on that talks about them and their fluff. Um, It goes through career highlights, stuff like that. And then you have the Hall of Fame squad. Um, It goes through every kind of player and it has some of the star players on it, like Ivar uh, Ericsson. he's on there. And they even have their little beer boars named and stuff like that. So those are always fun. Every time I see this is when I wish, like, we just got together and picked one of these teams and just played a game. But (laughs) we just never find the time to do so. Right. Uh, They have a special rule. The raiding party once per drive whenever Ivar begins his activation. He may choose one open player on his team within five squares. The chosen player immediately moves one square, ignoring tackle zones. And they must move uh, this to a marking an opposing player. And then they have golden rule, which is the overall team thing. Uh, If you ask rampagers, there's only one way to recover from a knockout on the gridiron. A pint of morning sun ale. And a hard slap across the chops. When rolling to see if a player from the Northstar Rampagers successfully recovers from being KO'd, they receive a plus two bonus roll on that roll. So they base—I mean, they only fail on one. So
0: yeah, basically making sure you get back on the pitch.
1: If you're into Star Player Spotlights, page uh, ten and eleven has the Star Player Spotlight on Ivar Erickson. Talks about how like he was probably, he was this young guy that comes up and. Then he just basically takes over and tells gets everybody's button gear and they start listening to him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just kind of fights the team captain and takes over. Goes through his career highlights. Then we have a uh, dirt from the dirt from the dugout with uh, Mindy Pie whistle, where she talks with some people here. And I got to admit, this is the one about the ale and like tainted ale and all this stuff. Yeah, I don't really. I swear to God, I read this twice. I don't really still get their point on what was the controversy.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just think uh, I don't remember. It's,
1: it's just extra fluff.
0: Yeah. For any, for anybody
1: point. out there for your first time, this is the first one where I was like, okay, did I read this wrong? And I ran back and read it and I was like, okay, I, I guess I'm missing what the kind of joke and stuff was there. But anyways, uh, Star Player Spotlight on page 1415. Is the did you pronounce him Scorg Snowpelt? Sure, sure. Okay, he's has a in quotes. He's the fan favorite Scorg Snowpelt. So, I I swear to God, I think this is Hammer Blow or Ice Pelt Hammer Blow. Yeah, for sure. I think this is an ode to Tom because they probably heard uh, a million Blood Bowl fans when Blood Bowl came. Got redone that everybody wanted to go back to the ice pelt edition and the LRB, you know, five and six. Well, and Tom did that, and that was the old code name for the old rule set. So
0: that's true. The fan made rules with all the fluff yeah. to put back in. So, and, fan and favorite the,
1: the, the fact that they name him the fan favorite, I think, is an ode to that. And I could be just crazy, but I like it. Um, Let's I like the it. fluff behind that for me, so I'm just gonna enjoy that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: Page 16, 17, 18, 19 for sure. Talks about the Northern League. So if you wanted to do the Ice Bowl, which is talked about a lot in the Team Fluffs about how this team won you know, five Ice Bowls and stuff like that. Um, it even has different sponsors um, where you can get Norska Face as your sponsor, kind of a pun off North Face. Uh, Bloodweiser instead of, you know, Budweiser, obviously. And then there's... Uh, Svinsen's shipping company and Agman's apothecary just walk it off, anyways. That's their slogans. But so, if you play in the ice bowl leagues, you can get one of these sponsors and they all do something that's equivalent to about a hundred K. So, yeah, just know that uh, there's also an inducement for this league, the Norskin Seer, that can give you some, they can read the bones and let you know like good luck's gonna happen or bad luck's coming. So, Then there is a harsh tundra weather table. And I kind of like this because you know me, I like kind of it's so unoften that we play (laughs) in different weather. So it's nice to have different weather options. Also talks about like the uh, glorious prizes that you can win from this. And then, of course, there's a Norska kickoff table, which roughly is the same thing as the regular kickoff with just a few modifications. Yeah. Not, not everything is different here, but there is a few things that are different. Um, by the way, I know I'm not talking about it, but I really enjoy a lot of the art in here. There's even one with the Yeti here eating in a, a, a popsicle, which I think is cute and funny. Yeah, the art was the really same well done. There's a ball that's like, um, I don't understand these. These are like, is stalagmites the ones from the bottom or the top?
0: Stalagmites grow. Stalagtites hold tight on top.
1: Okay, so which are the ones on the bottom? Stalagmite. Okay, these are like stalagmite icicles. What is, I guess that's possible.
0: It's so weird that everybody knows what those are. Like, we never go into caves.
1: I could not I tell you caves. the last time
0: I was in a cave. But damn it if I didn't learn stalagmite and stalactite in school for some reason.
1: Yeah, but I bet my kids might not know it. Or yours, so... Well, well, let's just move on true <laughs> all right uh page 20 this came early because i or to me it came early but maybe not because i always thought this came closer to the end like right before the comic page 20 is the coffin corner which has the zany deaths mm-hmm. and some fluff behind that we got some different artwork that i haven't seen there as well and then on page 21 we have the frozen lake blood bowl pitch which you already talked about as being the rules if you have that frozen lake so, I wonder if you don't buy the if you buy the pitch, are the rules there as well oh. or is g w being nice, where I don't have a lot of money, let's say, and I want to play with this pitch rules, but I don't have that pitch. I can say, "Oh, this is the frozen wire well, and act like this is the frozen pitch." Yeah, here's the rules. I don't know
0: uh, but maybe I mean real- ultimately, it's just nice that they're in the same book because if you play that team, you take that book with you. 100 percent so
1: i'm giving i'm
0: saying good for them even if this
1: is a way that like somebody might hear this and all of a sudden they go cancel their order for the pitch because they got the rules here is what i'm trying to get at
0: i don't think people were buying pitches for rules you can just look online and find that yeah i
1: know but i don't i don't think everybody's like those people but there's more people like me right
0: (laughs) i mean i'm not for i'm not saying just steal IP and content Bro, I, and stuff, but I, I it's know. a rules I, to pitch. It's not. I, I get a lot of pet peeves
1: for people who like. Can I get the rules for free? And no, like, okay, i out of here.
0: I mean, that's why we don't talk about the the cards and stuff. You want that? You gotta buy the the pack. But the rules for the pitch, yeah Whatever. All
1: right, so this is a frozen lake There's a frozen surface. You slide around. We've seen this, I think. Rule somewhere else before i could be wrong on that i think but
0: we've mentioned about trying it before and there is a fra- did.
1: there is a fragmented surface all the players of hitting the deck have caused a chain reaction of cracks and fissures the players going to need to keep their balance to ensure that they don't fall over an uneven surface players suffer an additional minus one modifiers on agility tests when they attempt to dodge leap jump or land after being thrown so Anyways, it's annoying. I think that only happens if like X amount of people are like still on the ground. It's it's in here. I can't remember it, though. I
0: would have like to sen- see people fall through the ice, but that's just me.
1: Uh, additionally, at the end of each drive before removing any models, count up the total number of prone players on the pitch If the total is, for both teams is five or more. Flip the board over on the fragmented surface side. That's what it does. Yeah. Uh, page 22 is chat with a rap. Same little kind of fluffy stuff there. Then we have Norse balls, which is also nice that they're including this in here, which they have in the past too. So we have the hammer of legend ball, basically Mulner, and then the runestone ball, which both of those balls were are the balls that come with the team um, with the models.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they have a nice little picture of the Ulf Runner uh, kind of being dog like, you know, because he's. Was it Lanthrocope? I can't say
0: that word.
1: Look, like Yeah, still, I'm not going to try it.
0: That's good. Uh, page 24
1: is the pro playbook. The Norse way, And then it,
0: again, breaks down kind
1: of what the players do.
0: Mm-hmm. How to set them up, how to so level this is, them up.
1: This is not a problem, but this is like, you see this. If you read this thing from front to back, especially in one sitting, you're going to notice that. A lot of times these spike magazines say the same thing maybe two or three times, mm-hmm. which which I get because I would Scott, explain in a different way what a Norse Raider does, you know.
0: Yeah, you have to whatever.
1: So you kinda gotta do that anyway. So it, it breaks down all the positionals, tells them like what they're good at, what they're not good at on that page. Uh, page twenty six keeps going. It gives you a couple of suggestions. For starting
0: rosters, I thought that was cool, and I I think that's a solid. I think that's always good. What's that? Those teams are very solid for the money.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a question of do I want this? Do I want to go this route and save it for Yeti, or do I want to go this route and you know pick up the rest of the players? Yeah, it has the team development page where I think this is good too because you never know if there's a new person playing. Mm-hmm. And this just says like, hey, if you got a if you got a Norse berserker, what's the primary skill that I should go for first? And this says, hey, take guard or mighty blow, and it goes for on and on and on with each positional. And so as I think always, that's always, if
0: you're good. new to the game and are not familiar with how the rules work, just take random every single time. <laughs> just live that I don't life. Know. I don't know. into I think,
1: it. I think you got suggestions here. All right, so let's. Talk about this next page. Setups. Page 2829 is all about setups. We've seen this in the past in Spike magazines where they tell you what you want to do on offense and what you want to do on defense. And then in conclusion. So Mm -hmm. this is, I think, very needed. And at the same time, probably the most useless thing for (laughs) like me or you because Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've once ever read something here and changed the way I played. Now maybe I should. Because I know they get real coaches to kind of write these. Um, So my biggest problem is, is often we find errors in this. And once again, I've read these two pages twice thinking I missed something. And maybe I still did. But if you look at the top picture, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players only, only in the offensive setup and i'm trying to show steve this right here There
0: could be three people in the backfield wait do they have three people on each wide zone
1: no they have two that's the little snowman that you're oh seeing. that's right yeah that guy i keep thinking i thought he was a player too yeah so but yes on this what i assume is the offensive setup they have
0: to be fair six- did we read the article Or are we just going off the picture? No,
1: I've read every bit of this book. (laughs) Okay. Because it Uh, might say,
0: not pictured, three other positions, which you can put wherever the heck you want.
1: Well, I'm not saying that's not in there, but I'm telling you I read this page twice at work. Okay. Because I was like, what? And again, maybe I just didn't catch it. So I'm not going to read it a third time, and I'm not going to read it aloud on the podcast. But I'm saying, like, the picture itself should have all the players in it just for that new person that might be there for the first time. You would think so. Yeah. um, The defensive setup does show all the players on the pitch. So anyways, um, finally on page 30, we have Thorson Stoutmead. We have a two page little bio on this character, this new star player and his special power and all that. Then we have, which I thought was nifty, because we were wondering about this, how do we handle Dungeon Bowl going forward with new teams? Yeah. Because the Dungeon Bowl stuff didn't have teams of Legends, they had only existing teams.
0: And they did mention they were going to keep up with it, but they didn't say how. Yeah. And luckily, Uh, or nicely, it's actually in the book.
1: It has a nice picture of that Norseman with that kind of chaotic armor that Mm -hmm. I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Um, so this is Dungeon Bowl update, two pages, just telling you like if you really love Norse and you want to play them, this is where these positionals are going to go and these are where these other positionals are going to go. And it really breaks down to two colleges. If you want to play some Norse players, you got to decide which way you want to go. You have the College of Beasts that some of the players went to, obviously like the Yeti, the Beer Boar, the Ulf Runner, and everybody else went to the College of Heavens. So if you want to play some College Blood Bowl, feel free to do so then we have three pages of mighty blow which is the little you know comic done by christian swager and nick kime mhm um this one was just okay
0: yeah it's not the best work
1: um and that's no knock on anybody just feels maybe like it was rushed to just a little bit although to be fair they have three pages you can't tell a big story with three pages no. so anyways it was it was fine it was enjoyable i really wonder if it would change i've I thought this forever that you know how they do the textured paper and, mm-hmm. the, and the yellow and stuff i wonder how that would look if it was just all pure white but maybe maybe people like it this way still
0: it's interesting i don't have a problem with it I'm- overall it's just the story it's it's grown on me yeah
1: you know it's grown on me but like you said you got
0: three pages you can't tell anything in depth it's basically we know drink we know do well we drink we do well there you go
1: yeah in in the past they used to try to tell a story from bob bifford and he's talking like the opening panel says here's bob bifford here reminiscing about Norskins. But before, it always was like Bob Bifford playing with the Halflings or against mm. the Halflings. Or the first type.
0: time I played against them, uh, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, the last page in the,
1: in the back cover is more of the models painted. And we have every model in here showcased except for Stout Meat. Hmm. So he's the one star player that did not make the cut.
0: So overall, for all the new stuff, I mean, obviously I'm a fan. I think yeah, they did it's... great on the the modeling, the players, the change to the roster. I'm okay with, like I said, I like the linemen better. Um, I like the Valkyries a lot. I think they're cool. They're very different. The beer, beer bores, I'd rather they were not a positional and just an inducement, but I could see them be ha- being handy.
1: We'll find out, right?
0: Yeah, I think my main problem is just the stars seem really good. And I kind of worry, although probably not the greatest. It's still once a half or whatever for those abilities or drive. But,
1: um. Well, I have Warhammer guys at the comic store who say constantly they.
0: Power I, creep. You know, you gotta, They say that
1: They say that all the new star players are always going to all be broken because they want you to buy the models. Of
0: so. course, yep.
1: They said that's what's ruined
0: Warhammer. (laughs) And I can see (laughs) it. Like, I mean, I would be glad if they got rid of the special abilities, period, and just had them go on what they have.
1: Yeah, I Uh, can see that.
0: But I'm super jazzed. I am annoyed, but I'm annoyed that everyone's just, it's the new flavor of the month. Everyone's jonesing for them. They're loving them. Oh, bro. And for somebody like you who's yeah.
1: waited for this, everybody else is going to jump on this and you're going to be like, you're going to be grumpy like me. like
0: You don't really like them.
1: You <laughs> right. just like them because they're brand new. Get I'm, I'm
0: going to have them at the World Cup and there's going to be like 45 people with them. Like, Dude, oh, look, I, this is my the, first team I ever played. It's amazing. It's awesome.
1: The next like three tournaments we're going to go to, we're going to see a plethora oh, of yeah. Norse teams and then we're going to Name the team that's the uh, you know rock to their <laughs> paper mm-hmm. or, or paper to their rock of Norris. You know, is it is it um, Lizardmen? Because the other coaches will bet a game and go, "I'm taking Lizardmen with Griff because yeah. I can,"
0: or whatever. Got to battle the the high strength. <laughs> yeah, I do so. like that they still have the wildness. They still got a bunch of frenzy. They still got you know the high strength and all that fun stuff. Um, they didn't change the team horribly much, to my opinion. So I'm I'm still very excited for it.
1: Nope I I agree with all that. So I think uh, overall this is a good release. It should get some excitement into Blood Bowl itself, and um,
0: you know, yeah.
1: I just know we're going to see a lot of Norse teams now. All of a sudden, so. yes, we are. So. I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. I was going to say save this for later. And I don't want to act like I'm telling you not to go buy Kickstarter teams or this and that. You buy exactly what you want. But I promise you there's been somebody out there that just got a Norse team like three months ago Mm -hmm. and paid a lot of money to get them painted. And they're like, ah, and then they changed it on them. Yeah. If an Amazon team's coming out, I'm telling you right now, I don't have any source of this at all. But I think Vampires will change some. Yeah. I think uh, Amazons will change some. I think all five teams that that we haven't got yet that are still in the legendary teams are slightly going to change just so the old guys buy the team. Or we need to go buy more models to, you know. I don't know.
0: But like this team, did it change? It added one positional. But realistically... You could use either your throwers or your runners for that position. You 100 You just have to buy pigs. So. If you play pigs, you buy a pig. That's it. That's the only difference. I I know. I'm just telling you. I know. I, I don't think the Amazons might Amazons Not everybody's might like me and
1: you that will buy things that we want <laughs> yeah. for pleasure. Like they. For every guy that I get mad at that says they don't want to buy a rule book, there's one out of those guys who are not just cheap. They just... They're too busy feeding their family, you yeah. know, and they really do need a PDF because they just can't afford a fifty dollar book.
0: Oh, know? of course, yeah.
1: Um, so I'm just saying, be careful. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Fair enough. <laughs> but, anyways,
0: okay. Uh, speaking of Norse, we will be back next segment with the history of them and fluff. Uh,
1: more of the fluff than the history because I'm not prepared for the fluff. Yeah, yeah. The history. Yeah, very, whatever. whatever. Very, very true. Okay. We're not prepared. We're both down.
0: Okay, and we're back now. Second segment, we're going to talk about Norse's fluff and history. So, you want and to- our own fluff. Oh yeah, of course. for our own teams. That's the main part of it. Um, let's start off with history. They've been around since the I was thinking third edition, but you're right. They're they're in the second edition.
1: They are in the second edition. There is a if you have your old Star Player book, the yellow book. Yeah. On page thirty-two is Norse teams, and it has some wonderful it's always joyous to do these things and talk about the old stuff. Cause then I crack it open and I get to see Pete's just as any artwork that I fell in love with. So mm-hmm. anyways, um, wonderful artwork by Pete Nifton. Anyways, they have a whole, you know, kind of backstory about the Norse teams and they're basically kind of like humans. They had blitzers blockers. They had linemen. And matter of fact, you know, we, sometimes joke about how GW doesn't have an editor. Well, they didn't back then either, because there's two <laughs> linemen like categories here, and they're exactly the same. So somebody didn't erase one of those. So it, it actually shows blitzer blocker, lineman, lineman, thrower, blitz, uh, berserker. Um, <clears throat> so they had berserkers even back then. Yeah. The berserkers back then were just had almost the exact stats of alignment except they had one less armor and back then there was a course different they could move four which was standard yeah for like like ours is six now theirs is four back in the day uh, they could sprint twice which is go for it's back in the day and then they had three strength and three agility and no throwing skill and no cool which was catching back in the day and then eight armor but what she could do is this is where the you could they could work themselves into a frenzy once per game each berserker may go berserk as long as the player does nothing else for the whole turn and is not in any opponent's tackle zones note down on a piece of, that the player has gone berserk on a piece of paper or replace the player playing piece with a berserker model from the citadel <laughs> miniatures range berserk players use the special berserker characteristics as stated below four movement they could still go for it twice now they have five strength two agility they cannot throw the ball they cannot catch the ball and they have 10 armor
0: yeah that's uh pretty nice
1: so um anyways it talks about some other things. How berserkers cannot hold the ball, and they had some racial dislikes and animosities, like towards elves and goblinoid races and dark elves. Yeah. Anyways, they were back in second edition.
0: They didn't and this have is any where the, second edition models, though. They did not have second edition models. So Which I guess isn't unusual. There's no werewolf models, but well, sort of.
1: Yeah. So Norse have been around since you know. Second edition, so they're over 30 years old, yeah. In the blood bowl world of blood bowl existing,
0: and to me, they came into prominence, in my opinion. In third edition, they got the North Scare Ravagers, the team, the box set. Um, they all came with block, which was new with a block dice and all that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, they were just uh you know, people say they're cookie cut because they're mm. all exactly the same. They all had block, and then they just had, like, you know, the catchers had, you know, catch. or the throwers had pass, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: And the catchers had, sure had catch and runners yeah, had Yeah, yeah, so. whatever. But yeah, um, and then obviously the new addition and the new rules. Fluff wise, I don't think there's much exciting between them. No, they're, the
1: just, you know, we talked about it earlier. They're from up north where, The chaos gates have opened up on the poles and, you know, chaos is spewing out there. So that's where you have your, you know, all your corn worshiping gods and stuff or tribes and stuff like that. I think
0: the most interesting thing is, and I'd like to see this continue, is they did have a expedition that went to Lestria that ended up, I guess, propagating the tribes down there. And that's how you got Amazons. Yes. Cuz I think it was, it was the Valkyries that went down there or something. I can't remember exactly what it was. We should have looked into this. But
1: uh there was something in the old I believe Warhammer fluff about that like it's the basically the Vikings that went and settled there. Yeah. And that's why you have some human colonies and stuff down in Lustria. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I play into that um with my homemade yeah. Norse team itself and we'll get into that here in a second. I I Actually, think your team is
0: Just go ahead and start with that, because your team actually is a cross, not cross team, but a dual team, right?
1: Yeah, in a lot of ways. So so the models I use for my Norse team are the 3rd edition Viking-looking models. Mm -hmm. And I also purchased, back in the day when Impact Miniatures had, the female Vikings. You know, I think those were really made for... I guess they could be used for Amazons or a female Norse team. Right. Um, I I chose to buy them to use them as my Amazons. And because of the connection and fluff that like, you know, there's tribes of humans on lustry and stuff that came from the Viking Raiders who sailed the seas and all this stuff. um, I purposely have my Amazon team, which is those female Vikings and or the Valkyries, and the uh, Norse team, all painted, painted by the same guy, and same color scheme. It's like, these are my colors, paint them up. And I did that on purpose because before GW forced Valkyries into the the Norse team, I wanted a few female warriors, and I wanted, you know, somebody has to make the babies, whether we like it or not, Mm -hmm. for the Amazon, so they could be male slaves or whatever. So I wanted it's okay to have an Amazon male in at least my world of fluff yeah. down there. And if I wanted to have a mainly Amazon team, but I wanted to throw in, Hey, this one lineman is like the father who brought his daughters to this island or whatever, you know, I could do that or and a pr- brother. or something And
0: practically, like. you know, if you had a special character at a tournament, that was a star or you yeah. wanted your certain lineman to have a special skill or something, you could just have it be a guy or. Conversely on the Norse team, have it be a woman. So yeah, it is nice when you have that option.
1: So uh, often well, I say often, (laughs) when I do do play Norse, sometimes I will like look through my names and go, okay, I want if I have two throwers, I'm going to almost always take one female thrower and Mm -hmm. one male thrower, just because I have that option. And same thing with like the blitzers or the berserkers and stuff like that. So I do that quite often and maybe because I had daughters, I started thinking that way, you know, like it's not just a man's world in the miniatures, but either way, that's how I got there. And so my fluff for my team is the, my team is called the skeggy blue storm there. I can't tell you now, but I, I can tell you that stupidly, I just didn't come up with something at a whim. I did like lots of little research into like old, you know, Warhammer role-playing games mm-hmm. or like fan sites and stuff like this. And there's like a little tiny island kind of on the north east side of Lustria that was called Skeggy, and it was supposed to be like controlled completely by the Norse. Yeah. Still, you know, like not the tribes that went over there and then blended in and became the Amazons and stuff, but It was a Norse colony on this little tiny island. So, of course, they have, you know, it's an island and they have tropical storms and stuff. So I just thought the name Blue Storm sounded cool. And and, your uh,
0: colors are blue and white. So,
1: yes, that helps. So, yeah, with a little bit of yellow in there. So, um, So I went with the Skeggy Blue Storm for my Norse team. And, you know, I say even in my fluff that, you know, we the we don't mind traveling back home every now and then to visit the relatives, but our home stadium is down in Lustria and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. my my team is a little bit different than the traditional Norse team, and uh, I even had a, a female Yeti as well as a regular Yeti that I could use um, if I wanted to, you know, change out the sexes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, my team, you know, my experience with the team is, is I've taken them a few times to tournaments um, as the skeggy blue storm. And then I played in our store league one season with them and man, the whole season felt like I was just playing with 11 players and journeymen quite often. And to be honest, I was every time I bought a player, somebody else got hurt. And then, uh, I made it to the, I think I finished in the top four and anyways, through the playoffs, i made it to the finals, but ended up getting beat in the final of our store league championship I think I lost two to one or one to nothing, something like that, but yeah. um, they're still pack a punch if you can play them correctly with that seven armor, but people man, do call start getting them in.
0: They're glass cannon for sure.
1: They definitely are glass cannon and I, that whole season was me, nothing but to, like just saving money and playing with journeyman because like it's like, I'm not going to buy one lineman and then get three more guys hurt. So I'm just going to keep playing with these journeymen. Mm-hmm. So it was a tough go and I never had, you know, a full team and the same thing i took the same team. If I remember correctly, when I played with the three die block league and the same thing is like, I was always, always, always trying to save up money just to buy another star player or not a star player, but a player. Oh yeah. Um, so seven
0: armor back then or eight plus. I mean, it is very fragile, especially when you play developed teams have mighty blow and, you know, piling on or whatever.
1: um, with that said, I have taken and I rarely do this, um, but occasionally I do. Steve does it way more than I do. He will take. Oh, I'm going to a tournament. I'm going to make a team up for this specific fluff, mm-hmm. and you just make up something and you know kind of go with it. Yeah. You know this for this team, it's their whatever crackle blah blah blah. Yeah, because it's the it's the theme for this. Uh-huh. And I traditionally don't do that. Usually, I stick to my one or two teams that I have. But when I went to Chaos Cup a few years back, I was dying to play the Arctic Crag Spiders because I had the, you know, boyhood dream of what if, what if, what if. And somehow I get an award or maybe by some luck, you know, only 30 guys show up and I win the Blood Bowl because all the good players are gone. I would love in their little books because that's what they used to do. They used to put the winners of the Chaos Cup in the actual like rule set. And they don't do that anymore, but the fantasy of like saying the Arctic crag spiders from second edition, one chaos cup was like a, a jerk off moment to me because it excites me and stuff. It, and <laughs> it, 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 you know, fuels into the fluff because
2: yeah,
1: again, if you don't know and you're listening to the first time and it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but as of even yesterday, somebody told me they listened to us for the first time and they really enjoyed the podcast. When we played second edition, we opened those rule books up. And when it said there was these 40 teams, with these team names, that's exactly what we ha- thought we had to play. We didn't even think one second that we had to make up new teams or anything else. We played a 40 team, 16 game schedule, a blood bowl for three little boys who divided them all up and everybody got, you know, 13 teams and we shared one.
0: It's so truly a wonder. Any of you got laid. Uh,
1: we didn't. Like, I mean, we ever, like,
0: just like ever, ever, ever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you know,
0: times change but yeah that that's a, a special a broken
1: a broken clocks right what twice a day right true. so um anyway so i played the arctic crag spiders and i yeah. fell into the most casualties award which i was never ever going for because that news usually never works out for me unless i'm not trying for it mm-hmm. so uh so the arctic crag spiders hey they got a most brutal <laughs> award in a chaos cup a couple of years back so i'm happy to say that and anyways fun times that's kind of my big background um i don't have like the lore, lore that you do because um i tried to come up with like viking sounding names and stuff like that but my experience is is playing them in league play and then league play on fumble is i've never had a player that stayed around too long yeah that i could like fall in love with that player matter of fact i use some of your team characters team names (laughs) And we'll go into why here in a second, but yeah, you cut a lot of your players' names, and I used some of those names on my Skeggy Bluestorm on Fumble because I was like, well, that team no longer exists. I'm taking those players and using them, and they did actually well. So there was some, you know, cool moments that I could at least fluff wise. But I mean, that fluff, yeah, still kind of came from you. So
0: yeah, anyways. But- as we mentioned before, uh, Norse was my first pick. I don't honestly know why. Like I said, I, I like Viking stuff. I I think in my head, I wanted to play a human team, but not humans, because I was new to the game. You know, I identified with them. I thought they did well. I knew you were taking Dwarf, and they had a ton of block, so I think I just went with Norse. I'm like, yeah, it looks like a fun team. They're not as dynamic as a lot of other teams, so I didn't have to learn a lot of different skills. I didn't have to learn a lot of different positions. The other team I started at the same time was Chaos. Again, three positions. Not a whole lot of skills I have to learn. It's very simple. So I named them the Campbell Claymores because my last name is Campbell, but I spelled it C-A-M-B-Y-L. It's a common name that I've used like in WoW or in other fantasy types, just because it, it looks like a cool name. And I was trying to think of something, you know, they hit hard. Uh, something something Scottish, because Campbell's Scottish. So that's why I, went, why I went with Claymore's big swords from Scottish, you know, era.
1: Wait a second, I thought that was a G.I. Joe character from like the infantry.
0: Well, a, a military Claymore currently is a C4 explosive device that is triggered when someone goes by it.
1: There's there's a G.I. Joe character, if I remember
0: right, with a code name Claymore. Yeah, I think it's based on that versus the sword. Yeah, I, I know. Okay. I'm just teasing. Okay. But yeah, um, I went with them and their sister team, since they were Norse, you know, they're up in North area, and it was the Chaos Wastelands, so I did have Chaos team. And they were the Ganunga Gap Giants. And, you know, I named them all different horse names from Norse mythology. And when I put together my team, you know, I was, you know, coming up with different Norse names. I enjoy that part. I, I like making up names. I like making them sound like different things. And just out of the blue, I came up with the idea of Axe John Jackson, like Action Jackson, the old film. From, I don't even know why. I don't even know if I've ever seen that film. But it's just a cool name, Action Jackson. So I don't know. And um, you probably saw like Jackson or
1: saw that and you thought, oh, that's really cool. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I I remember as a kid, I wanted to see the movie Action Jackson too, but I never. (laughs) Right. So
0: it was just never a thing. Like it just existed in the ether
1: well and it's not talked about nowadays so it must have really been bad if people aren't saying like oh you should watch that old movie Mm -hmm. even though i mean like time bandits is okay (laughs) but it's not like we remember it no so i'm sure action jackson (laughs) is not that great either
0: you know what movie is as great as you remember it ice pirates is it really I, i to me it is but your mileage may vary clue holds up really well too
1: Oh, I know why we wanted to see Action Jackson.
0: Because huh. it had
1: Lando Calrissian in it. That's right.
0: I just looked it up.
1: Okay. It has, it has Carl Weathers in it. Yeah. We would not want to watch this well, at all. Carl but Weathers we...
0: is not Lando Calrissian. That's Billy oh, I'm Blue sorry. Uh, Creed or whatever his name is. Creed. Apollo okay. Creed.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, that makes sense. No. <laughs> I got gotcha. Yes. Apollo Creed. Because you know, we all watched yeah. the Rocky movies as kids and stuff like that. And. Back what you did in the 80s
0: is you followed everybody everywhere. And like 80s action that. movies, they were just ubiquitous. They're everywhere.
1: Do you know there's one, there's an Indian Hindi language action thriller film directed by some guy's name I can't pronounce, also called Action Jackson I did in 2014. It looks much better than the 1988
0: <laughs> version of okay. Action Jackson. Anyways, um, so I created the team and... This was literally the first time I ever played Blood Bowl, our first home league season. And I'm going through, and my team is doing pretty dang good. I'm doing well, I'm getting the hits. Come to find out, we had magical armor the first couple of seasons, don't know why. I rarely took injuries, at all. And it came to be that Action Joxon turned out to be a star player. You know, he uh, got. We were doing full on random skills back then. Just you pick a category, you roll the die. So I think I did agility and I ended up getting diving tackle. That was the first skill I ever got, was on him mm-hmm. with diving tackle. And I was like, well, this kind of sucks. But when he was going after the ball, it was actually really nice because he would take people down and people really hated him for it. And one time uh, Gary was so excited cuz he thought he fouled and killed Action Joxon, but he actually killed number it
1: was number 2 number cuz you had roman numerals on your characters yeah <laughs> i i was
0: using roman numerals and not you know whatever so <laughs> um but just throughout the season he became the star player he was getting the the skills so Obviously I was giving him the ball more because he had the better skills.
1: No, Steve was feeding him the ball. <laughs>
0: Everybody likes he to think I was ball, feeding huh? him the ball.
1: No, he fed him the ball because he eventually got the skill. Uh he had block and dodge on this guy yeah. and diving tackle and who knows what else. I can't remember the other skills, I th- although I have it in front of me. So I might as well
0: look. look. But yeah, uh, and when with these random skills too, like they were truly random. So a blodge character okay, was amazing. You yeah.
1: You had now, some of these came with it he was a runner back in the day yeah uh block dauntless diving tackle catch dodge ag plus one yep sprint
0: sure feet yep he got to be amazing but those first like the first year i was going to go to the playoffs pretty easily and then it went up against sarge the last game of the season and hit he got pitch invasions three times on me and this was back when we were playing the rules incorrectly so he would actually take his skaven get under the ball catch it and then keep moving during the the pitch invasion so um i didn't make it to the playoffs the first season Or was that the first round of the playoffs no, I that didn't make the, it at that all. That
1: was the first season. That was the first season. You yeah. did not make it. You had to win that, win that game to yeah. go into the playoffs, and you did not.
0: And it was just like this. And that just fed into the lore, too, because it was this crazy game that, you know, whatever. And was it the, the same season where I took down your... your oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. you do, demolished
1: all my sources.
0: You yeah. killed, like, two of them. And- Again, the first season, I went up against Scott's killer man team, and I... I think I killed two of them, strength busted one, and strength busted Sleebly. I didn't hurt a single skink, but he got inducements, took Sleebly, and I demolished his team. So, I think
1: that was the only loss that team had before yeah. the playoffs. I think I was 7-1, and one, and you wrecked me. And the whole rest of the season, I had to try to buy sources again.
0: And again, that time, we had Sarge writing up every week the Dragonfire Weekly. So the prestige of the team and the character kept growing and getting this mythical status, and it was just fun to follow along. And then the second season came along, and I was just you know, destroying people. And I ended up winning the, the, uh, championship.
1: Well, hold on now. What? I'm going to, I'm going to get, you did. It has win been it. a sorry. long time. I'm sorry. You did win it. The second season, yeah. uh, in our league, you played the green Bay Packers and green Bay was spelled really elfy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I yes. killed,
0: uh, Lance Bass.
1: You killed him the first season. Was it? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You so... did that with your chaos team. So, the the Norse team does
0: not get that credit. Oh, Okay, that's fair. <laughs>
1: um, but yes, you came into the next season, and you only had one loss. And like That three was to ties. the
0: Athelorn Avengers, I think. Yeah, uh, I
1: think you were, let's see, one, two, three. You had three wins, three ties. I'm sorry, four wins, three ties, and a loss. Yeah, the I loss believe. was to
0: Kevin's Athelorn Avengers, the Tree Elves. They just uh, had a bad game. Yeah. Yeah, that was James's team at James, the time. James, that's right.
1: Four wins, three ties, and one loss is what your record was. You went into the playoffs. You demolished, <laughs> again, the Lizardmen team of mine, three to nothing. <laughs> yeah. And that was the second time you demolished them because mm-hmm. the first time you beat them three to one. Um. <laughs> yes. So the legend of that kept growing, too, that we kept saying, like, Man, these guys have like magical something against these lizard men because they just demolish them.
0: And I don't know if you can see like injuries for the first two season, but because uh, we kept track of everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I got it right here. I you took a. You did amazing. You only took this is the whole season eight games, plus two playoff games because we did teams that didn't make the playoffs they went to the nit which was the necromantic invitational tournament mm-hmm. if you don't count those playoff games you had eight total casualties against you that first season when in fact you gave everybody else 21
0: yeah i, I <laughs> i'm really sorry remember taking no, eight. 20 23 yeah 23
1: casualties against everybody was, so
0: and was the eight like all linemen or something like,
1: they must have been because you didn't lose any main positionals that no. I remember, um, and really, you know, back then, even a badly hurt was still you know a casualty. So just remember. Oh, that's that.
0: true. Yeah, it's not. Well, don't we have records of people killed or cut? Oh uh,
1: yeah, I can look at that too. Well, this is back when we kept everything in by hand. Yeah. Uh, season one, I have. Well, here's the deal. I have a record of. Season one, only one person cut. And that was a lineman that you took multi-block. You got multi-block on. <laughs> yep. And yeah. you cut his ass. Yeah,
0: back then, uh, like I said, true random. Not keeping that dude.
1: Yeah, that is that is the only record of anybody being cut, retired, or dead. Well, there's one more guy that was dead, but for some reason I didn't put which season that was, so that's possible. But that was another lineman.
0: But Yeah. And that's, for Norse, that's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, we had it in the rules that when you run, won the championship, you had to retire and travel the world. So that team mm-hmm. was put aside, played some other teams. Then I decided to bring him back. But I still wanted to play with Action Joxon. And I don't remember how our rebuild rules were working. So but...
1: this is what happened. Uh, we actually just let you come back, Yeah. if I remember correctly. Um, you brought them back in, uh, you took one, two, three seasons off. You brought them back. Um, you were trying to get action Jackson to the star player level. That's right. And you went to the finals that year as well. Let's see. You had one, two, three, four, five, six wins, one loss, one tie. It was hard to beat those blodgers back in the day. That's for sure. Especially with random. Uh, You played the – this is where you beat Brian two times in a row. It was you and Brian (laughs) on one side of the bracket because he had his dwarf team, Mm -hmm. the Southland Scrappers, and you beat that dwarf team three to nothing. And then you played – Brian was also in the other bracket. He made it to both uh, playoffs because that was possible back in our small league with his Niflheim Maulers, which was a chaos team. And you guys played two overtimes. Yeah. It was a game that lasted two nights. Two overtimes. You won four to three. And, and uh,
0: that so season, because um, that was, was that the Claymores or did I change the team name? No, nope,
1: this was still the Claymores because I wrote yeah. all
0: this down. So um, what happened was I brought him back because I wanted to play him, but, and I know this is going to sound douchey. Trust me, I understand. It was too easy. Like the team was too good. And I was winning those games pretty easy,
1: uh, yeah, four nothing, three nothing, three one, two one, you lost three to two, two two, four nothing, two to one, yeah, three nothing,
0: four to three, so so again, I'm not trying to be douchey about it, but to me, it just wasn't exciting because it felt just like, well, I had you an advantage, rem-
1: you probably don't remember this, but you had another guy that ended up getting. For yeah, um, for agility, for agility as mm-hmm. well. Uh, you even had a guy at one point. You had a guy that got plus one strength
0: yep. and stuff like that. So, no, like, my team was stacked for sure. Yeah, and I still wanted to play Norse after that. So again, I took some time off. I decided yep. to bring him back. And you took time, three
1: seasons off again, and okay. you brought them back. You but, and I have this here in the news, so I'm just going to read this off okay. because back we had all these spreadsheets full of stuff and if things happened like we played it out like if somebody wanted to take the team in a different direction we said you had to name your head coach and you could fire your head coach mm-hmm. at any time so we did stuff like this um so in twenty five sixteen of the Dragonfire blood bowl league uh action jackson buys the campbell clay moors and moves them to the area called Jacksonville
0: because he As got so owner, popular he went back and they, they yeah. made a town out of him
1: uh, as owner, J- Action Jackson fires all players and head coach Rude Redison. Uh, Jackson only keeps uh, the ice troll. Um, Snarhin Gamley. Re- uh, yes, yeah, Snarhin Gamley. Yeah. And then uh, the team is renamed the Jacksonville Axemen. Mm-hmm. Axemen team tryouts begin. Action Jackson names himself as the coach. Head coach and star player for the team. And the plan is simple. Give Jackson the ball, so I will lead you to victory. This <laughs> reminds me so much of that star player. You're not wrong. That talks they talk about here and his Ivor name. Is,
0: Xen, whatever. Yes.
1: Yep. So much. And I don't know even I mean, we I don't remember anything we do on these podcasts. So I don't know at one point if we talked about this. I'm sure we did. Somebody from yeah. GW heard this and thought that was a great idea, or it's just Such a generic story that anybody can make this up. Anyways, there is similarities (laughs) that I thought was very interesting.
0: And what's interesting is I did that uh, the way we did the rebuild. I just I only wanted to bring back the snow troll because he was good, had some skills, and he was. Yeah, I think
1: eventually we had like a capped number of like amount of money, Mm -hmm. a certain amount of money. So Um, your your team changed quite a bit after this happened.
0: And so, it was at that point I realized what Norse truly was, and I think it was just the sheer audacity of him to think that he was that good. Uh, Nuffle was just like, "No, dude, we're smacking you down."
1: This is very much, uh, yes this this role played out to be very interesting because by this time in our league we said that teams could play two pre i think a preseason like one off game just for the fun of it mm-hmm. and you played my morgantown maulers which was a morgue owned ogre team which he did the coaching when he was available and i beat your ass <laughs> zero to three yeah
0: <laughs> with an ogre team with an ogre team against a good Nor- well a starting out Norse team but still Still, you still had your
1: yeah um i remember also that i think you never took throwers anymore because Joxon could also do that because yep. he had he
0: the four agility
1: and you kept that with the fluff um then for your twenty five sixteen season you
0: had oh he also had a running rivalry with um thorsten whatever his the thrower whoever the thrower was
1: the thrower that you cut.
0: Yeah, he had a running rivalry because the thrower thought he was the star. And uh, let me see if like I it. can find that guy. I
1: think that's the guy, throws Thorsten through,
0: Bragensen. Thorsten Bragensen. He's, yeah,
1: he's the guy that uh, the Skeggy Blue Storm took up mm. took upon themselves. And <clears throat> you went four and four that season. Yeah, not good. So you you, <laughs> you beat a Kimry team, and then you lost again to the Maulers, my <laughs> Ogre team, one to nothing. You got your butt kicked by uh john breese's drakenhoff uh blood sk- shanks mm-hmm. zero to three and then you won a couple of games was a scaven team, yeah and the hack and slashers demolished you which was a uh, vampire team mm-hmm. and the keldigan reapers beat your butt too and i can't remember who had the Keldegren Reapers. that was Allen. was that alan okay. yeah i
0: think they were the north team uh so you
1: ever. so <laughs> you finished sixth place God. in the thorpe division that year which yeah. i believe we at this time either had eight teams per division or seven it wasn't matter. uh so you did not do well no um we yeah. also had like player accolades that i would do like all-star teams but auction Jackson was named to the um dragonfire blood bowl league all-star team him and Snarly gamley was also named to the uh thorpe all-conference team so you have that
0: I did have that. And then I. You did th- not make the playoffs
1: and you didn't even play in the NIT that year or anything like that. No, so. they were no longer fun. <laughs> uh, just to show this, uh, you only caused during that season well, nine casualties. God. And people got, I'm doing math really quick here. Looks like a lot 23 or 26, if I did the math. Mm hmm on how many casualties you took. So it's kind of funny that you were, were, (laughs) the prodigal son returned home and he was (laughs) bragging and everything else. And you guys stuck balls. Oh
0: yeah. That's the fun of the game because you can just come up with weird stuff like that. And it just adds to the fun, you know, all these years later, and I can still remember him when Pete came over, I showed him that model of action Jackson and Pete, what I consider his greatest work ever, which is my portrait of Action Joxon. Yeah. And it's just amazing. I have it hanging up so I can see it. I love it. It's one of my greatest possessions. Um, And when this team came out, like I said, I've played, anytime I go to the play with Norris, I play the Campbell Claymores. One exception was... Uh, during my year leading up to the um, the World Cup, okay. um, I created a pitch for the Storm Ravens. And hmm. for some reason, I took um, a Norse team to Emerald City 2017, and they were the Blighted Coast Storm Ravens.
1: I don't remember that. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Huh. Well, was it? Well, no. That was for the uh, not World Cup. That was for uh, a Moracle Cup. Oh, okay. Yeah. You did that for a Moracle. That's right. That's weird. Out in Virginia. Yeah. So I took uh, blighted coast storm ravens, and my reasoning for the theme is no real reason. Using storm raven team name again. That was it.
1: By the way, Action Jackson the movie has like thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah.
0: So I'm sure that's awesome. So don't go out there and
1: watch <laughs> that. We don't care that Apollo Creed is in there. Um, so,
0: But it's long been one of my favorite teams. And for sure now, when I get this painted, there will be the Campbell Claymores comeback. auction Jackson is going to be on the team. What? I loved a lot of my old names, so I will probably bring back Uh, Scully, and I gotta make some female ones now. Well, you're gonna make Oxen Jackson
1: like he should not even be a part of that team. Why? Because you could do wait, like you could have his daughter bring the team back to Claymore, and like he could be a consultant, like an assistant coach, but not the main coach because he's too cocky. I love the fluff that he's like super cocky. I know you want to, I'm
0: not against that idea, honestly. So, he like, still be the coach, or he had
1: twin daughters, or you know, yeah, siblings, or something like that. Um,
0: he decided that he is too good for the game and isn't going to play it anymore. He'll just coach because at least I, that he knows he's not amazing at. <laughs> uh,
1: let's let's talk about you coaching Norris. I'm trying to find how you've done with him at tournaments. Oh, I have that. Hey, uh,
0: you I, have it. I have did a good get, record. I did get second at. The Emerald City twenty seventeen with them, and then they were the first team I took to Chaos Cup when I went two two and two.
1: Yep, so, you have a record of five wins, two, two ties, ties, and three, and three losses.
0: losses. Yep, went three wins and one loss at Emerald twenty seventeen. Okay, so I've only played in, Emerald City two, was a Kansas
1: City tournament, Wichita, oh, Wichita. Okay, okay, yep. I got you.
0: Which of any of them are listening? start those up again <laughs> yeah i would we like a tournament to be two hours away that I, I could drive
1: to and come back in the same day it so. would
0: it would be very nice but yeah outside of that um i wow I,
1: this, they're actually one of your better ranked overall teams Steve. i know shut up
0: <laughs> i like to play no. i don't like to do well
1: i was gonna make fun of you because i thought maybe you because Chaos Cup counts as double points, I oh, might, yeah. might have a record that was sub one hundred and fifty, no. uh, or ranking wise. And I was going to tease that you're taking this to World Cup, but it's maybe not a good choice. But you're good with them. So you're, Amazon you're is fine.
0: my Amazon's my highest rated. I'm sure. No,
1: Chaos Dwarf is actually what. Yep, Chaos Dwarf is your over. Well, what if you go classic? Amazon is, but if you because they blend the records of like current Blood Bowl and classic in, yeah. And if you go just Blood Bowl, it's just Chaos Dwarf. If you have a ranking of one sixty four point, I have eight wins,
0: six ties, and four. Losses. But the last
1: tournament you okay. played, you had two wins and a tie. So, I guess that throws you. I don't know how they do all this, but I'm just telling
0: you. Oh wait, did I have a two wins and a tie? Oh yeah, I, yeah. Have, it, I have it two and one. Huh? Two and zero. That's weird. I'm sorry, you
1: lost. You you're right. I'm sorry. You are right. You lost the final.
0: That's why. Yeah. For some reason, I had it in my system as two zero zero. 0 That was wrong.
1: Yeah. Huh. Anyways, they're slightly outranked your Amazons just a little bit. so okay. but yeah, your Amazons, man, have not felt a loss, but you've only played them four times.
0: <laughs> I won first place at Buckingham's Bowl in 2012, and I haven't played them since. I, uh, I should, but yeah. yeah. That's all right. played a a crap ton of elves
1: oh so if you're listening and you're still with us and you're like (laughs) god
0: these guys are really
1: stupid um at the same time this was back in the day when we took all the stats on spreadsheets Mm -hmm. of every game anybody that got a stat i i logged it in there and it was a lot of work and sucked as the commissioner because i had to do it for every team yeah everybody had to wait for me but some of these little trivial things because we did this with other teams too we had a guy who wanted needed to quit mid-season because he's got other obligations and he wasn't having fun and that's when brian hill took over so we of course did the news story of how the coach has been fired Mm -hmm. and there's a new coach and ironically Mm -hmm. enough brian was learning but he won more games than the other guy so it really reflected kind of like a sports role-playing game and we've always said this because you can go back to the New 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 gap giants (laughs) <laughs> when you sports role play this and your players aren't named John and Ivan and Derek and Bob and Bob 2 and Bobby and Bobby with an eye, mm-hmm. you start to, I don't like this guy. Like, I know he's one of my top blockers on paper. This guy doesn't roll good ever, ever. Well, he that's doesn't the thing. roll good.
0: with the Campbell Wars. two off owners. I had Yogi Barrison, and yep. I had Bobo and I had a really cool, I think it was Carrot Crunch. Wolf runner model. I only found one of them at the time. So he was Yogi Bearson, because he had a bear pelt. And then there was a bear model that had like an ax and mm-hmm. he was really cool. So he was Bobo. Yogi was phenomenal. He caused casualties. He would do whatever I wanted. He wouldn't roll both down. Bobo no, was, great. was a piece of garbage. He was horrible every time. <laughs> and like you talk about the Gungununga Gap Giants, that was my Chaos team. I bought a Minotaur third game, second game, something like that. And in Minotaur Fluff, you're not supposed, they earn their names. They don't just get given names. So I let him play a game. And in that game, he decided to fall flat on his face and injure himself. So he was gone for the next game. So, I found out what in Norse meant clumsy-footed or something. Fruiter. And that was his name from there on. And he lived up to it. He was <laughs> never great.
1: He, yeah. He also was a Minotaur with an AG plus one, or mm-hmm. AG plus two. Mm-hmm. He was five, five, four, eight. And yet, he was kind of a buffoon, even <laughs> though he had all those great stats. <laughs> he,
0: was, he was amazingly bad. Yeah, I had to keep him at five agility. That was stupid. Or four agility, I guess. Who was the
1: one player that was terrible on that team? Was it Tinder the Flames? Oh. Flagar the Fleet? There was some player.
0: No, Tinder, oh. I think, was good.
1: There was some. There's Fire Cell, the
0: Fortunate. I think he ended up dying.
1: Okay, let me see here. Was it Blackar the Dark? No. Was it Gigar the Proud? It might have been Tinder the Flame hack on of the mountains i don't know anyways there's one of these guys yeah tinder yeah tinder got killed mm-hmm. he had he had very long legs i think he was yeah. there's one of these characters because you named all your beastmen a name yeah and then the whatever what it, what it and made, really what it stood for is like whatever their first name was yeah meant proud geeker the proud
0: mm-hmm. you know tinder Blackheart, the flame, Blackheart, yeah. yeah. And they're all named after Norse horses. So, like, literally, you guys, whenever you're coming up with names, just think outside the box.
1: Well, what I love about this is I used to – we also also used to keep stats of the journeyman if we ever used one Mm -hmm. because we'd like to act like that guy was in that hometown and he keeps getting tryouts. So, you don't know this. You probably don't remember this, but (laughs) – when you had to use Journeyman, my go-to name was Mustard the Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it works. <laughs> Anyways, you had one of these players that you just never trusted. I just remember that. Yeah. And it was it was great because you were like, oh, I don't want to use this guy. And, oh, my and God. And it would come down to
0: where he was in the right position, and then you use him, and you're like, this is why I don't want to use him because he just I, screws up.
1: I hate this
0: guy. So, but you Ugy couldn't cut him night? because he that, that was the game, you know. There's one guy called
1: Uggy of the Night, yeah. Maybe he was it, I don't know. Anyways, oh, another one of you. <laughs> well, this reflects what you were watching at the time. <laughs> another one of the journeymen that I used, if needed, was Glee the Happy, <laughs> but he ended up dying. So,
0: they're not so happy, yeah. He's he's dead, as are a lot of people from Glee.
1: So, yeah, well, anyways. I think we've covered a lot of our fluff. I don't know if you have anything
0: else to add. I think I've gone through it all. If you have any questions, just let us know. Uh, we can try to address them. But yeah, I'm I'm so excited to bring back the Claymores for a new season, a new life. It probably will just be him coaching. And you're right, maybe a daughter or two will take the pitch. Um.
1: I am interested, you know, because we talked about the new rules and stuff earlier. Um, somebody like uh Ionis or somebody else across the world that is a better Norse player than me or you. Yeah. What they think of the new team and how you know
2: we should what ask are to they Jonas. gonna
1: use? What are they gonna use going forward to men and max like the Norse team? Because when I went to Chaos Cup, the year I won um most brutal with the um Arctic Crag Spiders. I asked Jonas straight up. Uh, if you don't know Jonas Lindgren, he's he won Chaos Cup back to back years. I used his exact roster. I thought, why try to outthink the guy who's done it twice? You know, Mm -hmm. I know he's a better coach than me, but why outthink him on that? And you know, it was a team that was different. It's all linemen just with a few positionals and stuff. You didn't have the throwers and stuff like that. So I'm very curious where somebody like that grabs the team. With the new rules, and I know this is the fluff segment, but and see where they go with it. So,
0: well, uh, something to look forward to.
1: It's been a while since we have uh, got really, really role play fluffy here with some teams, but these are teams that like your team. Like, I have more good memories of your Norse team, and really the Gungan Giants which was a chaos team, also fits into this Norse team as well. Kind of fluff because they were like sister teams, mm-hmm. you know, good and evil, and um. But we both played the teams and stuff, but like I said, I have more role playing things of like playing against your team than actually mine, because I just never could have fallen in love with any of my players because none of them would stay around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and that like I said, that was a weird thing. Magical armor. No idea why. It it worked magic for those couple of seasons
1: and then you got cocky.
0: Sure did. And I paid.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're gonna come back and wrap this show up with some shout outs.
0: final segment for North's program is shout outs. Shout outs. My kids are in bed. I like it. Yay. It's different. Shout outs. Okay. Um, First thing, as always with shows like this, we want to give a huge shout out to Games Workshop for working with us, allowing us to see this stuff early to hopefully hype you guys up. If you hadn't figured it out, we'd definitely recommend everything except the cards. Yep.
1: And we'll probably always say that just because for us, the cards are not useful. Yeah. And I still
0: haven't heard anybody.
1: <laughs> I, I've send seen an email that says like, I 100% use the cards every day. They're amazing. Thank God we have the cards.
0: I've seen one person. I think two people now say someone in my league uses them and they like them, but that's it. Okay, okay. But again, no, just no, no. Cut them out. Fifteen bucks, I'll buy them. Um, So again, thanks to them. Uh, Thanks for everyone for uh, volunteering to paint my team. That's very nice of you. (laughs) The email address is at the end of the podcast. Happy to hear from you. I'm also on Facebook. But realistically, um, I don't think we have a whole bunch right now for shout-outs. So I think it's a good time to get into talking about... Some tournaments coming up. Well, you didn't ask me if I had anybody I want to shout out. Do you have any shout outs?
1: Yeah, I was going to give a shout out to my boy from Colorado, TJ Jackson. Um, we He came down to Oklahoma Bowl, and uh, we talk occasionally on um, Facebook. We became Facebook friends from Oklahoma Bowl weekend, and uh, he was one of the guys who said, I've given your podcast to try for the first oh, nice. time. And he's made some comments like, man, this is – pretty fun this is good stuff et cetera, et cetera. and uh he said i'll keep checking it out so uh hopefully yeah. we've made a new fan about it and the, i know podcasts aren't for everybody and they're kind of weird when i first heard about them and then i had a job where i listened to them all the time and <laughs> yeah. now they've kind of entered the weird phase again like i have to be cleaning the house to go put on a podcast to you know have the reason to do it but yeah. usually once i listen i'm like really happy i got to listen because i know the guys and i feel like they're kind of my family like oh there's the three devlock block guys and stuff like that so
0: i'm excited to be getting at a point in my job to where i could actually listen to podcasts and still do my job because i'm getting to understand it now and able to actually do it without having to focus all my attention on it right so going back to that will be nice you know, i've slacked so bad on podcasts lately um but anyone else
1: uh I think that's it. I'm sure somebody's going to go, you told me you were going to shout me
0: out. Probably. Always email us because otherwise I forget. Speaking of, let me go check the email just in case someone did. And then I forgot. Oh, I, I think I might
1: give a shout out to nope. Dustin Parsons. Um, it's not really Blood Bowl related at all, but um, he, I guess, way back in the day, bought into the very first Arcadia Quest that was on Kickstarter. And he knows... Me and Jen play a lot of Arcadia quests when we can,
2: yeah,
1: um we I love the game, and uh he actually had some really old miniatures and stuff, like a little expansion and stuff called the nameless that came out and uh he just said, "What's your address?" and anyways he that was very nice of him. He sent me those models, a few of them are painted and stuff, along with a guild box and a copy of the game, and I'm going through all that right now um the box has some wear and tear on it but i think the game God. is everything's there for playability so anyways thanks wow. dustin for doing that for us that's really nice of you
0: yeah thanks for sending a crappy box dustin
1: no i'm why not mad at the bring box up?
0: why would i bring it up yeah dude just be thankful i was Over thankful
1: knocking boxes and stuff I'm not knocking the box. I said, the, look, Knock the box. if you hit me a pile of comics <laughs> and they're all beat up, I'm going to say, like, I read through those comics. They're nice, but they're beat up. I mean, like, I don't need to tell everybody that.
0: I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Well,
1: I was going to say, like, once I confirm all the parts are there, I might be like, have a contest to give it away or something.
0: Uh, okay, Goon. That's, that's, that's where I was
1: going to go with this.
0: Mm-hmm. Covering but, your ass. I got you.
1: I'm not covering my ass. I just want somebody. To, <laughs> hey, if I say I have a raffle for a used game, I'm going to say like, hey, the box is a little rough, but yeah. everything's there in the components. So,
0: Man, we should just start up a gaming podcast and then get rid of all your games. All of them? Just give well, them all away? Every podcast? Like, no, just like every podcast, we give away a game. and then A like, random
1: game from my collection? Not a
0: random one. Like one you want to get rid of. And then like after 100 episodes or so, you'll be down to like only the stuff you want.
1: Man, I want it all.
0: Okay. Uh, speaking of wanting it all, there's a whole bunch of tournaments coming up that we'd like to advertise and get word out. We'd love to make them all, but realistically, probably not gonna. Well, for sure poor, poor, not gonna. Poor, poor, but. We're poor, poor. Yeah, poor. Poor sucks. Um, speaking of, join our Patreon, where you'll be funding Scott's and I's travels across the country going to tournaments.
1: We keep joking about that but we really should maybe try that one day
0: I mean honestly we could we could do that and then just record more podcasts going to tournaments okay I want <laughs> fine let's throw this out there right now if you're listening
1: and let's just say five bucks are we worth because I don't think we are no are we worth five extra bucks a month for like an extra episode or something like that or uh, you know content of us playing board games or other things I, I don't know like
0: it's, i don't know how that works you because you never know until you I try don't, what i said you never know until you try
1: that's what i'm asking like if the feedback was there i might consider it but
0: oh, yeah. um you know I, I was just joking but whatever oh well i know some people actually do that i that's if we i'm not against the idea trust me even if we got uh, like a 100 bucks just to cover the cost of the website that's cool but all right, go we're, ahead. We're fine. We'll keep we're fine. going.
1: Talk about these tournaments coming up. Um,
0: so first up, four twenty-three, we have Rocky Mountain Rampage eleven, up in Utah, run by Brian Two. Always an amazing event. Um, would love to get there, but it's just more expensive to get there than it is elsewhere. Like same weekend, Three Kingdoms Challenge, Ruler of Lustria, is held in Florida. That's their big tournament that they hold down there all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh 514 that weekend is 3-Die Brawl up in Iowa at Critical Hit Games with Chance running it with Tim. Is it Chance and Tim running it, or is it just Tim now? I think I know. Tim runs it and Chance assists. And then Drew is going to that, so you get to see all 3-Die block together again. And then the next day they do have their Braft. It's always an interesting tournament one we have not partaken <sighs> in and i do not uh, we have that. one year or i have one year. i did not oh that's
1: right um it's not for me i yeah. get why people like the idea behind it Certainly. but i know yeah. honestly if you're going to want to play the draft, it might already be too late but get a hold of them because they have very limited seats and i think maybe eight players or 12 or something like that i think so there's another of-
0: draft one in colorado somewhere don't remember. Um, um, I just found out this week that my kid
1: has a banquet, a band banquet, that Saturday. So I am seriously? up in the air now. Of I mean, band stuff starting to start up again. We're about to have band tryouts and band try on uniforms and all this stuff. They're already. And
0: go screw yourself.
1: Well, she's not going to have too many years of this. So I it'll know. Be around for it. Hey, um, I love my kids. You might hate yours. I love mine.
0: That's fair. And. The uh, next one that we have is 528, Chimera Cup 2 and Mystery Bowl 2 the next day on the 29th. Uh, they did have to get pushed back due to a scheduling conflict, so that will be then. And then shortly after that, on June 4th, we have another two tournaments in different locations of the world the World Edge Mountain Bash 5 in Colorado. I believe this is the first Scars event for Colorado. Yeah, they've ran plenty of tournaments before. I don't know why they didn't get but Scars. they're
1: now part of Scars. So
0: Okay. Scars. If, a thing that I should know more about since I created it, but a thing I know very little about because I don't get to travel much anymore, damn it.
1: That's what your parents think about you. They know so much. of They created you, but they don't know much about you.
0: That's very true. My mom either knows nothing or everything. Depends on your views. Um, She's
1: either she a zombie and doesn't know anything, or is she like a heavenly body that knows everything?
0: Wasn't thinking zombie so much, but yeah, just the ether. Um, also that same weekend, June fourth, something monumental, sort of, in the world of Blood Bowl. Johnny Milletis is running a tournament in Clive, Iowa, called Goat L Games. 1. I don't know why you'd say 1, but it is.
1: Well, cuz he's in a, he's already planning on doing another I I thought he was done with Blood Bowl.
0: I thought so too. We need to check out the Zipcast uh, video show more. Well, that's true. Again,
1: I, video I cast, watch even not... less YouTube videos <laughs> than I've watched I listen to pot, other podcasts. I
0: watch a lot of YouTube, but basically it's like 5 or 10 minute chunks. And I can well, squeeze it in. I watch like, you know, how to set up board games and stuff like that mm-hmm.
1: when I don't want to read the rules. So
0: I watch a lot have... of how to cook this, that you're never going to cook or how to build this, which you're never going to build.
1: Oh, you're one of those guys. huh? Mm-hmm. All
0: right. And a lot of science stuff and history stuff. So, Oh, there's cool stuff there. I I get it. But yeah, he's actually coming back and running a game. So that should be interesting.
1: That is cool. I'm that's... glad to see it. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, We are happy to promote other podcasts, as I said, anytime you want us to actually shout you out, promote something, or combination thereof, uh, you do need to email us, because when you message us on Facebook, I typically will forget, and then I will tell people, email me, and if you don't do that, then that's on you.
1: And if you want me to see it, you need to tell Steve (laughs) in the email to tell me to answer it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And after a week or two when he doesn't, then reply we'll back. We'll talk about it on the
1: podcast. So. Yeah.
0: Or reply back going, hey, did Scott ever get a chance to see this? No, we sure didn't. I'll I'm you. like
1: the better version of chance. Like eventually I'll answer in some way, but I'm still scared of you know technology.
0: I understand. It is very it's, frightening.
1: It's not that. It's, it's, I feel like I have like 10 emails and I always forget this one or I see it and then I go, oh, I'll do that right after work. And mm-hmm. then I don't
0: understandable but i that is all for me sir um the
1: only thing i can say is if uh for some strange reason you other fellow nerds out there are going to uh planet comic-con up in kansas city which is um, one week uh from the time this podcast drops uh which is what april 22nd 23rd 24th i believe um, I'm going up there with uh, Gary Brown and Robert Henry, and we're gonna go as like fans. I'll be poor as crap, but I am gonna go, and huh. uh, I know it's gonna happen. I'm gonna tell myself I have a budget, and about mid Saturday, I'm gonna go. Ah, oh, screw it! You only live once, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to the ATM, and I'm gonna come back with a bunch of comics I don't need. So hopefully, anyways, I'm taking a lot of my blank sketch covers in case now I know buying artwork is super expensive now than more than ever, but if there's just some artists there that I love and I can't, you know, maybe there's somebody like a Steve Irwin that somebody I like their yeah. artwork and they don't mind doing artwork for $50, $60. i am going to throw one of those sketch covers at them and, and go for it. So that'd be cool. I did get, <laughs> you don't know this and now we're getting off our tangent or right, here, here's our tangent folks. You can, you can leave. We're not going to talk about blood Bowl anymore. Um, There's a comic, like, so comics now, when they produce a comic, shops could, like, buy their own type of cover. Like, they hire an artist to do their own cover. So you get, like, the Ultimate
0: Comics version of this or that. Big Apple Comics, or...
1: I think it was Ultimate Comics that did some... You remember the Marvel 25th anniversary covers Mm -hmm. with the John Romita Sr. Yeah. um, Little characters around the edges and a face? They did some of those for... More up-to-date comics. So, like the Silver Surfer number two had one, like Moon Knight number seven had one, a Fantastic Four Thirty Six had one. All recent titles had the old John Ramita thing, not somebody that redrawing it.
0: Brilliant of them.
1: Uh well, I got them. Jennifer got me some for I my birthday, those. Those and then I awesome. had some. Um, I got the other ones. Uh, they had a blank sketch cover that has the frame of John Ramita's little characters, mm-hmm. but a blank uh, you know, no picture for, I think it's Fantastic Four thirty six. I went ahead and purchased a couple of those, even though they're a little bit pricey, yeah. just in case <laughs> two things. John if Ramita's Pete there. Nifton ever comes back wow. to the States, I'm going to have him do one of those. Or if I go to England yeah. and yes, if I run into the right person, that's going to do sketches up there, I'm going to have them draw some type of, you know, that's one I would probably, if there's somebody I like, I'd probably pay a hundred dollars or so. I would love, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but But I would love John Ramita jr. Is going to be up there. I'm sure he's just signing autographs and taking pictures for $50 a pop, which I don't blame him. I doubt he's doing sketches. And if he did, it would probably be 300 bucks, but I think it would be amazing to get him to draw a face picture with the, you know, his father did the original images around the edges of the border, so yeah. I think that would be really cool.
0: Is his father still alive?
1: I don't think so. I think John Romita Jr. is fairly old himself. I mean, yeah. he's been working since the 80s. That's true. Um,
0: now, what I just think that would be cool. Do...
1: I'm, well, I'm not the biggest John Romita Jr. fan. I, I really respect his art, but I, yeah. I just don't buy a book because of him. But I think that would be really cool.
0: You know what you should do, though? Is you should get him to he's 65 by the way so yeah his father's probably dead um if you do run into him just tell him how much his father art meant to you and ask him to do a sketch of his father on that comic
1: oh that would be actually that's a great idea honestly
0: not only is it awesome because it would be you know the person who did it done by his son maybe he'd give you a price break (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, maybe i mean we'll see i i, I yeah. truly doubt if he's doing sketches there he's going to be booked up unless i get to him like very first of the day and i assume it's going to be super expensive but you never know when you ask somebody just to do a headshot that changes the whole aspect of it yeah and stuff like that so
0: and like i said if if, he, if it was like you know a 100 bucks for him to do a sketch of just a a face but he said it was his dad he might give you a 500 hundred dollar drawing versus a hundred
1: i could um i don't think ron friends is going to be there but when i was reading fantastic four at a time that's when there was like the super jaggedy rock thing and that was when the she thing was there the miss marvel thing or whatever he drew some of those comics at the time and i thought it'd be cool if he's there Cause i'm friends with him on facebook and occasionally talk to him uh i think it would be cool if i could try to get him to do a picture too of a Fantastic four character like the rocky mm-hmm. thing or the sheet thing but yeah. who knows i don't know if it'll happen again i'm not planning on going with a big budget at all um robert and gary let me actually sleep in their hotel for free they're not asking for anything so because i was kind of the third wheel add-on on this thing so that i appreciate that but um anyways we'll see what happens and maybe i have a story and maybe not maybe you just see me taking a lot of pictures with a bunch of cosplayers
0: so either way (laughs) it's cool
1: but anyways yeah so that's what's coming up with me so
0: okay well yeah tangent ended uh let's end the podcast
1: all right i will um anyways everybody out there be safe be good (laughs) be nice to fellow people support your local blood bowl Shops that support Blood Bowl and take care of your commissioners and stuff like that because they do a lot of work. So anyways, from Steve and Scott or Scott and Steve or Steve Scott Campbell or Steve J. Scott Campbell, Steve Prime Campbell or Scott Campbell. I'm Scott. E. I'm Steve. Steve.
0: You're just dragging e. this on.
1: Just Yeah, I am. I'm trying okay. to see if you'll ever stop me.
0: No, I'm not. Uh- I mean, this is your podcast, too. Hmm.
1: Strange. It doesn't feel like it.
0: I know. So that's the end.
1: <laughs> you can
0: follow both down on Twitter at both down. You can follow Scott at real Scott prime and Steve at kilowog 2814. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown.
2: Why do they call you action anyway? catch a cab. Now I got you. He's a cop who carries no weapon. This
0: Jackson is so vicious, we don't even let him have a gun.
2: Yeah. He's a maverick who answers to no one.
0: You'd like to let boy's arm off
2: He had a spear. <laughs> He's a man who's no talk.
0: I bet I can make you
2: change your mind. ...and all action. How do you like your ribs? The indefatigable action cats. <laughs> the one big fella. Some action. You haven't learned your lesson. Teach me. You sure could teach Mr. T a thing or two. So allow me to lay my healing hands upon you. One, two, three. When it calls for action, he's the one to call. If I was to hit you again, you'd probably slam my little body right through that wall. I was thinking about it. Carl Weathers is Action Jackson. And action is on the way. That's exactly what I was gonna say.